0: Welcome, everyone, to Episode 9 of Before the Tones Drop Podcast. I'm Ben with Devin Phil, and today we have the Fire Chief of Sergeant Bluff, Anthony Gall. Chief, thanks uh, thanks for joining today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate you taking time. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we got we got stuff for you. You're a your volunteer Fire Chief down in Sergeant Bluff. You're also a teacher at West Middle. So uh,
1: used to be. Used to be. Uh, you know, I had... Even had uh, Ryan Baker. He somehow survived middle school. You somehow survived. You had, well, that, yeah. That's probably more like it.
0: You had him for two years?
1: Uh, I just had Ryan for the year I student well, taught I was four, there. Four years. He's right. like, He's then like then the remember when you said I wouldn't amount to anything? Like, I'll and show you. seventh
0: grade is the toughest four years of my life, I tell you what.
1: Hey, he said it was a red shirt year.
0: You <laughs> had, had a COVID year. So yeah, I'm uh,
1: I'm at the career academy now.
0: Okay, so still yeah. at the Sioux City public. Schools. Still school at the Sioux City public schools. Right, yep. Perfect. So we're gonna talk about that in the career academy, especially because that's that kind of links into feeding feeding people that get into the into our career path, and you know hopefully we get some future EMTs, paramedics, and firefighters that work for the department someday. So, uh, Chief, you want to let's go all the way back to the beginning. You want to start where you went to high school and where you grew mm-hmm. up and stuff like that?
1: Uh, yeah, I grew up in Sergeant Bluff since I was two. Graduated from uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton High School uh, in 1991. A couple of you weren't even born then, I know. So, Don't you're, worry sar- about so that. you're Sergeant I'm Bluff lost. native. I am. I am. Can't leave. Nope. Uh, never gone very far. Uh, it's all right though. It's <laughs> kind of nice to know know your area, know who's there. When you need something, you know exactly who to go to.
0: You, was your, were your parents on the fire department there growing up?
1: No. Uh, neither one ever had any there. Dad, uh, dad was on the council, he was the mayor for a while, but actually some friends in high school, Lawton, had a high school program back then run by Ken Ayers, and <clears throat> his son Corey was a couple years older than me, worked together, and he's the one that got me interested in this.
0: Cool. So you were, you were in high school then when you first I, got with uh, Lawton or the Sergeant Bluff? Fire Sergeant Department?
1: Bluff. Okay. Uh, Sergeant Bluff didn't allow high school kids on at the time. Um, there were a couple in the area, I think Lamar's did at the time. And uh, and Lawton did so. I got on right after graduation.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about this later. But you know, Sergeant Bluff, they still have a lot. Of, you guys still have a lot of high schoolers. We do with the program. And
1: actually, there's a lot of them working for you. I, I was going to say, we have like yeah. at least yeah.
0: five or six that now work for Sioux City Fire Rescue in some yeah. way, shape, or form. It yeah. Might be more than that. That yeah, I don't even crazy.
2: know. It is crazy
0: thinking it's about all the kids that came from sergeant bluff now yeah it's was like that? a high
2: school reunion every day
0: at work for that's them. probably how a lot of people do get started They're with a the volunteer fire department and they're 17 18 they love it and
1: yeah there's a lot that honestly didn't even know it was an option i mean if, oh, if yeah. you don't have a, a family member a close friend in the in the fire service you really don't know what it's about mm-hmm. i don't think and it makes it a little tougher we had uh we had one that is a doctor now he was uh, going to go on a full-ride ROTC scholarship and be a political science major, got on the fire department, fell in love with it, and now he's a physician.
2: Wow.
0: And he still Jeez. volunteers down in Sergeant Bluff? He, he doesn't. He's, okay. he's up
1: in the Twin Cities now, uh, but he, uh, it, it definitely changed his life. So you, you just never know where it's going to go.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an enjoyable career, that's for sure. So i, I sorry I got off the top there, but you went to high school in Sergeant Bluff and then college?
1: uh yep uh went to university of south dakota for my undergrad uh majored in education up there and then went on to get my master's at wayne state
0: okay so any cool. was there any was there at that time was there any thought about trying to do something like this full time in their uh career, there was a little
1: a little thought of it and uh i just kind of get to live the bo- best of both worlds right now mm-hmm. so cool. uh was on the department up in vermilion while i was in college even got some experience up there oh, wow it was uh it was fun to see how other people do things and at that time iowa and south dakota had a lot of different things uh, radio communication was one of the biggest um, you know we've eliminated most of our 10 codes here but south dakota had a whole different set
0: yep so yeah. if, did you, not that far away but ran things much different than they than did the way iowa does so you go you graduate uh, from us usd and you immediately started school, teaching with the Sioux City School District?
1: I did. I uh, student taught at West Middle in Sioux City and then uh, was hired there for the next fall and spent a long time there until the last five years here I've been at the Career Academy.
0: Perfect. And then how how has that been in a relationship to being a volunteer at Sarge Bluff?
1: As far as teaching and, and working? Yeah, or doing, doing both um, of that. You know, they, it's tied together pretty nicely through the years. My first few years, uh, I taught what are called exploratory classes in Walked in and they're like, uh, "We've got something from the 1950s for this one." Literally, I'm like, "No, we're not going to do that." And they gave me a lot of freedom, so I think uh, the eighth graders, when I first started, we did a public safety emergency type class where we were out doing things in the buildings, and we had kids on backboards going through the hallways, and oh, wow. it, it was just a chance to, to try some new things and let them let them see what it was like. And then it's, you know, it's where I'm at today. That's what I'm teaching today. It's mm-hmm. all. So Fire it, emergency services and it, pre-hospital medical classes. Yeah, it,
0: it caught on and it was pretty popular because, like you said, not many people just know about it unless they have a family member that's tied to it. Right. Yeah, you know, I. That was the only reason I found out about any of this. Well, yeah, and your so numbers it was have just been volunteering.
3: getting crazy out there from when you started. You guys, and you guys also do a fantastic job, I think, on, on your social media presence as far as showing what the kids are doing. So, you know, that's a big thing to other people and other students or whatever, like, wow, you know, this is kind of a cool class, you know, and, and we're starting to see – you know from from the Career Academy now and your guys' stuff and what you're doing and now we're finally starting to get that that ripple effect out to wit now where the where you know we actually had uh, this last semester a couple of your you know a couple of your kids that that went through uh, yep. their first you know the Career Academy and now they're coming out there to continue on with their their education and, and their fire science stuff and everything so it's yeah. it's kind of neat
1: I think you're getting five more this next year good oh, <laughs> so we need the we need the numbers so. and i know there's at least three in the paramedic program yeah okay. so. so
2: teaching i mean teaching just come easy to you then after having done it for so long and then just transitioning into the fireside teaching and stuff right it,
1: it does make it a little easier it's yeah. it's somebody said you know you can tell a difference sometimes between someone that's a teacher and an instructor um because it does come naturally and and I mean no disrespect to anybody because I'm the I'm the biggest one myself. But teaching middle school is about the best thing that can prepare you for the fire service. <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah, that's, that's the way a lot of us are. I, yeah. mean,
2: I think we're all stuck in a certain level of maturity from middle school yet. So yeah, and, middle school be well, and,
1: and we like to be active and engaged. We don't like to sit
0: still. Yeah. 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 So that, that helps a lot. So for the listeners, can we just go over what the Career Academy is and how uh, where it started and where it is now?
1: Yeah. So the Career Academy, as we know it today, started about five years ago. And it is, for lack of better, uh, it's the fourth public high school in Sioux City. Sure. Okay. So we have uh, the block where the Sioux City Public Museum is. Mm-hmm. That entire block is owned by the Sioux City School District. Okay. And the public museum, they had, a, they had an arrangement there. It's the $1 a year rent, and it's a great relationship. Those, those people do a phenomenal job of working with us and allowing us to use their resources but uh, a lot of what the career academy does is career and technical education Mm -hmm. it gives the kids a chance to try things out and sometimes they find that hey this is this is something i really like sometimes they go ah this isn't something i really like that's a win Mm -hmm. because it saves them down the road of going down a path
2: time yeah
1: yeah and a lot of kids don't know what they like so they get to try different opportunities and And it's a unique thing. Uh, I had to get a second teaching license to teach there. Uh, Really? So I've got my, you know, I could teach elementary, middle school, some high school, Mm -hmm. and then I had to get a career and technical ed license. Uh, And you have to prove if you're going to do one of those jobs, you have to prove four to eight thousand hours in that field on top of things to be able to do that. So um, we have a lot of unique opportunities for kids, uh, a lot of opportunities for kids to get Training, certifications, Um, our medical field's probably the biggest one where kids are taking biomedical sciences. Uh, You walk into a classroom, and they're learning how to do sutures.
0: Wow. Wow,
2: that's insane. Yeah.
1: We got uh, an $80,000 Anatomage table a couple years ago where people have donated their bodies to science. They've been scanned in, and kids can peel back layer after layer. And we had some kids over at the hospital – learned how to put chest tubes in. One of the trauma surgeons showed him and explained to him why you go on a certain side of the rib, because of the vasculature. Mm -hmm. They came back and pulled that up. And they could see every
0: vessel that that he was talking about. Cool. That's really, that is phenomenal. I mean, that's great to hear for the school districts.
2: We just had a class there, just to use your guys' room for a classroom not too long ago, because our elevator training Mm -hmm. we were doing was right down there. And I was like, this is it. I mean, it was amazing. I was like, man, I wish they had something like that when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, I, I will say that fire service wise, when I go out to businesses uh, nationwide and say, hey, I'm teaching a high school fire science program, any way you could send me some sprinkler heads? I'll get boxes of sprinkler heads and mm-hmm. working smoke dampers, functioning ones. Oh, that's that so cool. most people, even at the level of full time, they don't get to see how those operate. No, no. You know, the people well, in the bureau, that, maybe. A that's why I, I them and we go and.
2: Yep that looks like uh, I don't know what that looks like that's, but I know that's, it's that's one thing
3: I think it's, it's huge and I don't I don't know if the the students I'm sure don't really realize that, that what an asset that is that you, that you are good at uh, procure like getting stuff, <laughs> yeah. like you, like you, you know, it's like beg, borrow, steal, or just like somebody like Anthony just calls, me like, hey, this is Anthony. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll send you whatever <laughs> you need. Like, he just drops his name, and, like, he just gets <laughs> stuff, but you're like super good at like and able to get that stuff. And like, you, and you've networked so much that you're able to, to find those things and stuff. Because I know, you know, other places it's not that easy, you know, it's always, and then you got to go through, you got to ask this person and this person, this, and maybe you finally get something. So I, that's a huge benefit that I, that I hope your students like really appreciate the th- the things that you're able
1: to do for them, um,
3: because yeah, it's it's pretty cool.
1: I think they do. as As they've been out, it's been fun. I've got uh, some students that have joined South Sioux's Department, mm-hmm. and they got to an alarm call and they they were talking about things and the students were explaining to the firefighters exactly every piece of the sprinkler system and mm-hmm. because we've done it so much and that's businesses cool. let us in to see that
0: it's just getting ahead of the game. So so We'll, we'll focus on the fire science and the EMS classes that you guys teach. What is the highest potential they can leave the program with in terms of certifications? And
1: so, kids, and, if and they such. go through uh, all of my program, they can leave what from Western Iowa Tech. They offer uh, certificate degrees, diplomas, mm-hmm. associate applied science, and AA and ASs. They can leave with two certificate degrees: the EMR one and then the entry-level firefighter. Okay. Wow. Um, they can get their national registry emergency medical responder firefighter one hazmat awareness hazmat operations and then of course bls cpr and then we add in a lot along the way Um, i'm a big big proponent of using different national certification and and credentialing type classes they're not the you know the 80 hour blue card things like that we don't have time for that but um they go through the the national tims class Mm -hmm. and it's funny because kids will come back in and they're like Ooh, we saw this accident now we understand why they're doing this we understand why they needed to have more than an ambulance just sitting there all on right. the road because they're protecting each other a um, lot through fire protection systems and they, we start to build their, their I love me book you know to, to take to an interview someday or to say sure. hey I've been through this mm-hmm. to show that they're willing to learn they're willing to progress and then we still stress hey you can have all this knowledge but you get hired somewhere you learn to do it their way. Oh, yeah. This is just building some background oh, yeah. knowledge for yeah, you. It's a, it's a
0: foundation, and you've you got these kids 20 years old and be at a really high, you know, be hireable at a lot of departments. They can have their paramedic, their EMTB, Fire 1-2, Hazmat Ops, and that's, I mean, that, that right there is a really solid resume to get in just about any fire, fire department or in the area.
1: It is. And, and you know, the other thing we've got, um, Sioux City has worked well with us, South Sioux, North Sioux, Sergeant Bluff. And the 185th uh, for internships yeah, or definitely. parts of internships, mm-hmm. even. Um, some we can do a whole 60 hours with, and others they'll do time uh, in and out. They've ridden with Sioux City Fire before, uh, they've gone to some special events there, and then we've added in those ancillary things that you don't always think of. They'll go and ride with the tow service for part of a day That's to cool see too. how that works. Yeah, that that makes sense. Interact. Yeah. Wow. They'll spend a couple hours at uh, the comm center. And they even let one of them get on the radio one day. So they came back just wow. excited as could be and, and trying to understand how that whole world works. That's, because just,
2: that's just a good, uh, that's just forming a good outlook of the world in general, not just like our world. That's just like well, know, like riding with the toe guys. Like, well,
3: and, and just getting, just infusing that excitement into these, kids, you know, because that's, I think, you know, the ultimate Goal, You know, with the Career Academy and the meetings, we've always, you know, Career Academy and then WIT and then our hiring and stuff is, to, you know, to get that, that student that maybe doesn't even have an interest in the fire service or whatever, but he sees his buddy went through Career Academy or sees something on Facebook or whatever. He's like, oh, I'm going to try that out. And they get, like, super jacked up, super excited because all the stuff they get to do. And then, like, I'm going to get to this is what I want to do. And then they come out to WIT and then they get their degree out there and stuff. And then they make the hiring list here and get hired to see that you know fruition would be like pretty awesome just see this this cycle of these um, students you know to help really you know boost those numbers and just to keep things uh you know rolling for us and stuff would be pretty awesome yeah
1: we're just getting to the point now where uh, my first my first student that went through the entire program is on the list for Sioux City now Um, and so we'll, we'll see I've got three well. of them, three of them working.
3: <laughs> well, I was, well, no, I was going to say, well, there's, there's a, oh, there's another one that's on. Well, that's there's another one. <laughs> I didn't get to have him in class yeah, per se, but, but yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I've got three that have been hired on the state side at the uh, 185th and one on the military side right now there. So it's, it's fun to see them progressing. Um, we're up to about 20 kids on different departments here. So that's, oh, that's, that's really cool. It's nice. It's a nice lot of the, you know, a
0: lot of departments are struggling for recruiting and numbers oh. and applicants. So this is a yeah. uh, pressure of. Yeah, breath, fresh breath of air. For that well, service. and like
3: I'm, I'm impressed, though, even our local departments, how many of our local departments that the younger guys are coming through and, and coming through with and want to get their degrees and stuff. Because, uh, you know, I've had a handful, we've had a handful of Sergeant Bluff kids out there. There's been a few North Sioux kids that are actually, you know, and again, ones that have been either on the list now or have gotten hired, same thing with North Sioux. Um, you know and even actually the schools up north is you know we've had Sioux Center and Orange City some of those kids coming down and stuff but we do see a lot of the the local ones continuing on so it's uh, it's kind of cool that's Sergeant Bluff I I think as far as when we get into more on the the department side of it and stuff I think for I think the opportunities are there for for the kids you know the communities you know we we have a growing community down there it's younger and stuff so I mean you've got those the, the Explorer program with the high school helps a ton um, you know and helps feed that's that's a feeder route for you for you know i think when you look at volunteer departments in in whole um you know there are some i think you guys are in a fortunate spot with again with with the uh, explorer program that but to, that you're not having the program not having the problem of having to find people to get on the department you guys seem to be able to keep your numbers uh, keep your numbers up versus, you know, some, you know, smaller rural departments are, you know, kind of struggling. It's the, the deal of the volunteers like and mature
2: yeah. people, too. Yeah. To, to whatever degree that might look like differently for people, but they're the people that already want to help their community or want to do something, you know, physical or just to give back a little bit, something like that. And yeah. It's just nice, like he said, for recruitment aspect. Like, volunteers are coming way hard hard to find now too not just
1: like career and Mm -hmm. career people it's well it's down everywhere it's a lot of help from around the area i know that you know we've i've brought students regularly here to the training center Mm -hmm. and people will step up and add in and help and i you know i walked in today and i see girls inc here and you know trying to inspire some of that and fortunately we're seeing a little bit more within the school district in our Mm -hmm. programs of younger ladies stepping up and we've got another one going to des moines this summer for a week to the iowa hero academy it's put on the oh, oh des moines yeah. and fire and yep. so that'll be one each of the last two years that's went there cool. that are very interested and uh, you know one's one's looking military and the other one uh, is liking the fire but really wants the ems and i know that's uh, going to be music to jim
0: hayden's ears <laughs> yeah so uh we'll talk about the high school program then with with Sergeant bluff and kind of what they can do and their options. And then moving forward, once maybe they're they hit 18 going forward, what, what usually happens after that?
1: So we, uh, we have it where students can get on at age 16. They've got to be 16. Uh, insurance is, is, good with that. It's a lot of, from the truck back, um, you know, we're not going to let them go into a, a burning building mm-hmm. on a first day. now if there's some overhaul going on and there's some things that, you know, it's safe, and we find a, a seasoned person to send them and let them walk around and see some things with, hey, we can do that. And there's some restrictions. We can't put them up in the aerial. Um, we can't let them drive. But they're at the point where you know most of our calls are medical, just like most everybody's. They're really good at gaining information. They know where equipment's at. They know what it's called. Um, they're all pretty strong. They're good at lifting and moving, which we all have. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a great extra set of hands To have around and they're they're building that knowledge so that when they see this again they're like oh i know what to do in this situation and a lot of times we won't even have to ask they'll know what's expected and and they just do that um they uh they're pretty good at getting up at two in the morning too Yes, that's which good. is that's, which know, is nice. They well, to,
3: uh, they're not getting up at two. They're probably still yeah. They, they might so still, they still be up at, at, at 2, oh two o'clock. o'clock. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and you know, a lot of the kids that we've had over the years are not kids that this is the only thing they do. They're the involved mm-hmm. kids, sure. and it may be from music and drama to athletics to student government to you name it. They they're up for the challenge. Yeah, there is a,
0: yeah, a lot worse things they could be doing than spending their time at a fire station. Eager yeah. and so how does that, they maybe want it. Th- Want, want to do a little more than what they're allowed, I'm sure.
3: Uh, they always want to do more. <laughs> yeah. Does that change then once, like, so they get on at 16 and they can do some things. Does that change once they're, like, 18 and can get their, like, uh, their, you know, EMT, actually get their EMT license, get certified through the state and take some things? I mean, are they allowed to, you know, do they get to leave class? Do they carry B pager. They actually leave
1: class at 16 even. Right. Um, you know, we, we've got it in there. They can't leave if they're in a test or if it's the end of second block and first part of third block is a test. They can't miss that. Mm -hmm. Um, They're held to the same standard for uh, extracurriculars. So, you know, if they would be ineligible, which we've never had, thank goodness, then that happens. And then the ultimate trump card is the parent card. Oh, yeah. And if, you know, there's something going on, the parent says, hey, no, we have a meeting. We sit down with each kid as they get on with their parents Mm -hmm. and and have those conversations so they know what's expected. Uh, Once they do turn 18 and graduate, because, you know, there's going to be kids that are 18 before they graduate. Mm-hmm. And then some of the restrictions can come off. Sure. Um, but that's that's right from our city. They, they want them to be graduated before those restrictions can start to come off. And, okay. you know, we've been fortunate. There's a, well, there's a handful that are working for you right now. They got their EMT in high school. Mm-hmm. There was a group of four of them that went together. And, you know, there's days that we'll have an ambulance show up at the hospital and the average age is 18 or 19. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, and I can believe it. the ER staff like,
3: yeah, who's in charge? of You, we got it. Yeah, yeah.
1: we're good. Yeah,
3: well, yeah, that's well, that's why we always call them the the EMS kids or the kids the kids on the EMS division. Because I mean, a lot of them are you know you've got we've got some people that are, you know are, are seasoned. Everybody gets seasoned pretty quick because of the run volume. But yeah, most of them it's like they're right out of paramedic school, right out of EMT school, or whatever. So yeah, you're anywhere from that eighteen to twenty two, you know, and they're I mean pretty quick. Yeah, you've got two twenty year olds, twenty one year olds, whatever, running the street. But you know Kill you also got them with ambulance or
2: yeah. someone's life in the back. It's yeah, like, but I mean they're you know fun. and
3: they're they're doing it you know I mean we, we they get trained up in a hurry and they learn in a hurry too. With again when you have the volume that we do the, these kids. But yeah, it's weird when you're like just tw- you know imagine you know, I was trying to think what I was doing at twenty something if I'd be, you know, riding in the back with just a buddy going right, you know, just yeah. running code through with your hair on fire down it, the street. It's going, wonderful. You know, we're it's just a wonderful gonna send it. Life. Yeah. So
0: that's kind of. How many kids would you say have gone through your Gone through the high school program and then still volunteer or still in the fire service today.
1: I would say the large majority of them are. Um, you know, I got to think back. We've we've had this program in place for about ten years, about, and uh, you know, we've got a physician. We've got some that have went into law enforcement. We've got a state trooper. We've got uh, city police officers. We've got county officers. Got one that went to be a medic up in North Dakota. Cool. Um, and then. Like you said, I think there's probably at least six on Sioux City Fire Rescue in the fire division. I think that sounds right. Mm-hmm. And then we've got others that have went uh, ER nurses, trauma nurses. Some are in surgery, and so a lot of allied fields. And and we've kept a lot. Yeah. As they've gone through this, and we wouldn't we wouldn't have a, a viable department without it right now. With you know we're. We're
0: nowhere near your call volume, but for the call volume no, we have, you well, we wouldn't we have a department. Sure. No. Wow. Uh, that, was, that was my next question. How important has this been to keep it an operational fire department, Sergeant Bluff? It, we would be in trouble. In fact, years
1: ago, they uh, there's two major insurance carriers for cities, the League of Cities and EMC. Yep. And one of those was not going to allow high school programs and, and actually cut it out for a little bit. And we were on the other one. And I went to the council and the mayor and said, Hey, y- you can't switch. Please. Uh, um, we're going to be in trouble if mm-hmm. you do, and here's why. And we showed them some of the data on how many calls these kids make and the, the time they put in, and then the retention of them. And mm-hmm. they said, No, that's important enough. And thankfully, the other entity is back to allowing it. But I know Lamar's was
2: on the other one that got cut out, thankfully, after I was gone, but yeah. selfishly after I was gone, but mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't carry wouldn't hold insurance for kids obviously yeah. you know i understand that aspect too but right it but it's a, well that's so just it's, it's like just a body is a
3: body at some point yeah. because you know what's Especially what's what's the difference eager, It's like
2: smart person that wants yeah, to do it it's you
3: know like, and they're still trained they're still doing yep. you know and it's if the ambulance gets there i mean is that isn't that
1: it's at some point better than it's not coming yeah yeah, yeah. And money, it, money man yeah you know the driving aspect is an easy one to say hey we don't need a 16, 17 yeah. year seventeen-year-old yeah. kid driving an yeah. emergency yeah. vehicle. We don't yep. need
0: some forty-year-olds driving <laughs> an emergency <laughs> vehicle. But that's how Phil got promoted. What? Oh my God! <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't. Um, a, yeah, young no, go man ahead. with the zingers who's not driving yeah. or anything. So, so do we right. want to? So let's. So we kind of got you know a good history. So let's talk about. I think because we we've. Kind of covered a, a career academy pretty good and stuff. And let's kind of, because we wanted, you know, Anthony was our chief call. Do you want Chief no, Anthony. You, gonna Call? just either call you Anthony because I've calling fine. you Anthony for years. So yeah, that's um, fine. You know, we wanted for for this show. We've had, you know, we've always kind of had full time people or, or different. So you know, bringing you on is it brings a different. Uh, perspective and stuff because i mean you know we've had guys that that are here that maybe started a volunteer basis that were on smaller departments came and stuff but you're one that you know being a chief of the volunteer department and then that's that's your world basically you're you're not you haven't had the the career side of things and and you know and um and i, I like to stay you know it's a career versus volunteer not you know paid professional versus volunteer because yeah. we're all professionals right we're all professionals so it's um you know a, a career versus a volunteer so uh, having that different perspective as far as you know uh just your guys's mindset I, I will say like i do notice the sergeant bluff especially you know the kids but everybody on that sergeant bluff you know he, everybody wears sergeant bluff fire you know if you're on the department they're they're wearing t-shirts or they're wearing the hats like all the time you know everybody on the department you know even that the young kids hang out together um when you see them you know that if they're on the, volu- the department together they're always in groups like even to i mean even like you say we got the you know, Corey and Tanner, I mean, they're still palling around together and stuff, B-by, you know, when they started, Corey, Tampa, you know, for, um, yeah. yeah, but um, I
1: mean, you they know, had, even, uh, even the, when Corey was in high school, you know, he was, he was a pretty good kicker for oh, the football team. dude, he was an amazing
3: kicker. And uh, I tell him all the time, the dude, like, they know, nobody believes me. I'm like, no, dude, have Corey pull-ups his huddle reel for you. Hey, dude, that he kid, could kick, he could kick that, oh, and uh, unbelievable. Other, don't let kids, this go to your head, Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, please don't. you that well,
1: great. Just you know, there'd be a backboard on standby at the football games, of course, you know, for everything, and, and they'd put Finkel on it. You know, yeah. That was, his, uh, that was his nickname, and they'd yeah. be holding it up as he's running into the field. Yeah. So, I mean, they do. They enjoy yeah. looking out because for each dressed other. Because he
2: like a woman in his free time. Well, yeah, I'm not. Is that
1: why? <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Just. But, uh, yeah, you they have a lot of fun. Uh, they have a lot of fun messing with each other, razzing each other, but then they, you know, when it comes to an event – they yep. go and support each other and now we're getting some kids that are on that are from east and they're on oh. and the east and sergeant bluff kids figured out you know what we're not you're not actually all right <laughs> <laughs> That's that kind of funny
3: just because we have the same school colors. that made so but let's let's talk about kind of like your start with yeah. with sergeant bluff and i guess kind of your your career and how all that you know m- moving up i guess through the ranks and stuff and then you know at what point did you did you take over chief is that is that a uh, "Quote unquote promoted is that a is that a an applied for position? Is that voted on? I mean, how does how does one become chief? I guess for for sergeant. S- sometimes Buff,
1: so. it's not showing up at the right meeting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, sure, uh, sure. I started in 1991. Um, started looking at it during my senior year. Uh, back then, it wasn't EMR; it was first responder. Yep. And I was in uh, class up at Western Iowa Tech in the spring. Uh, Sioux City Police Chief at the time was in that class and a few from North Sioux were in there and we went through and got that done and uh, right after high school I think June, July I got on in Sergeant Bluff then so I'll be starting year 33 here Wow. and you know back then Sergeant Bluff maybe ran 150 calls and that might be pushing it that might be a little Because you're
3: talking po- even population well you're talking let's see everything north of
1: uh, Basically,
3: First Street there because I mean, in a little bit, I mean, because you you know, uh, Topaz area that that, that part uh, that was that in was, the eighties. Yep, and then you had South South of Warrior Road was like right when I moved down. Most of that got that was built, all and that was like yeah, that was in two thousand. Of course, uh, uh, Coffee Farm in Kingston and everything. I mean, as far as population, now we've yeah. grown so much, but yeah, back then, yeah, your run volume, but the town itself was, how oh, much smaller, it was probably you
1: know? three four thousand people smaller at yeah. a minimum. Yep, so. Yeah, it. Uh, I was on during college. I was on in Vermilion during college. Um, theirs was a little part time. You get paid to be doing the ambulance calls up there, and you get some experience, which was which was really nice. Uh, at that time, they didn't allow high school kids on the fire department, but I was there so much they let me tag along with them and awesome. got to go on some fires and um, still talk to those guys uh, very frequently. Um, you know, and, and it progressed at that time. Fire training was harder to come by. Mm. Uh, the push wasn't there as much. And so it took a few years before Firefighter One really came through. And so more of my time at the beginning was EMS. You know, I went through and got my EMT and then my intermediate. And back then, I don't think anybody in this room is old enough other than me. Uh, they had an emergency rescue technician, which was an oh. endorsement on your EMT certification. So it was kind of a basic rescue class where you had to do from rappelling the vehicle to a okay. few other things. Wow. And I think all of our all of our rope training was at the old Sioux City Tower, not the, too far the from the 18th there. Street Tower. Sure. Yeah, that's that's where we learned to rappel and, and yep. do that. So uh, enjoyed that and c- became an officer on the EMS side of things in Sergeant Bluff mm-hmm. in 94 and then in 95 kind of took over the EMS. Portion in Sergeant Bluff of helping line up the training and and the ordering and all that kind of stuff and yeah. did that for for quite a well. while still did all the fire stuff but uh, um, on the fire side of things was the assistant chief for about three years and that uh, that was back in 2005 and then 2009 till current I've been fire wow. chief.
3: So who, who, like, I guess with, with you guys, you said you're, you're like your your dad, you know, he was involved in the city as far as uh, that's, but not necessarily the department. So where did that drive come? Because so not only you, but your brother and your sister are all, you know, spent, whether it's on yep. UMS or fire up and all. So where did the drive for the, the, the siblings, I guess, to come on the I, department? Yeah,
1: uh, Corey Ayers, I'll give him credit for getting me on. Um, we worked at high V together in high school and, yeah, I'd see what they'd get to do and, and, uh, I talked to his dad a little bit because they, they had a little more formalized in, in Lawton. And mm-hmm. Kids would leave with Ken Ayers. He was one of the teachers there. They'd leave. They'd go on calls. And cool. I was like, hey, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, And so that's, that's what got me interested and started asking. Uh, Bob Bartling uh, was a longtime Sergeant Bluff member and ended up working at the Red Cross after that. He's the one that helped me to get on because at that time, there really wasn't that young – Crowd there was definitely not any high school (laughs) kids. Yeah, Um, they're like, eh, I don't -hmm. know about this kid, and probably had reason to be. You know, high school we're all a little higher strung than. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but he's he's one that probably mentored me the most and helped me to get involved and uh, you know helped me be where I am today as far as Sergeant Bluff members. Mm -hmm. And then you get into that and give opportunities. You know, it was uh, me asking, hey what's this state fire school thing? Can I, can I go? And yeah, okay, you can go. And that's when Iowa had winter and summer. Mm -hmm. And I, I went in the winter and of course I had buddies that were in Ames. So I knew them and I could go see them and go to class. And all of a sudden you start to network and you're like, wow, there's a lot more out here than in our little area of the world. And, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be from training to equipment and things just make sense. And you start to, to know those people. And, uh, I never quit going to state fire school after that until the last few years, where it's been off and on a little bit. But mm-hmm. you, you find people, and the, the relationships you get with those people, I think, are more important than anything else. And mm-hmm. I just looked down. What's the Iowa City Fire Department teaching? Because they'd send people out to FDIC. Okay. They'd yeah. come back with the latest, the greatest. The mm-hmm. hey, this is why this makes sense. Yeah. And uh, eventually, after about three or four years, their training officer came to me and said, "Hey, instead of just come take it why don't you come and teach with us and so i got to start teaching at schools with them and yeah that's when you really have to know your stuff yeah Yeah. and that that became fun they i learned a lot i got to go to iowa city when their new burn uh building was going to get put in service so i got to be in on the first burn there oh that's awesome and so that was that was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's just a whole new world when you're you're interacting with different people yeah
2: awesome I think in 2009 i took my first forcible entry class down at the uh, <laughs> state school under you yeah we, we had fun yeah
1: chris buckman and i
2: when i was 16. <laughs> yep. nice
3: yeah yeah well and yeah and training equipment wise and stuff like you know you I, I think and that's where you could kind of talk about the improvements and stuff you've done because i notice you know now and in, in, in living down there and stuff and and just over the years seeing Improvement, like I mean, your equipment is you know fantastic, and even even for for a department your size or community that size, you know, with the ladder truck, it's kind of a cool story with the ladder truck and where that came from and stuff. But the uh, but your training, we've we've got we've done with the with wit and been down there. I tell you what, your search maze in the back in that back building, that's the coolest. Like if if you guys haven't seen it, like this thing is. I can't even. It is so cool. Like I mean, that is really, a Rick Wilson original. Oh man, it is amazing to like you crawling through this thing, and then all of a sudden, and I mean, crawling and crawling up, down, all around. And All of a sudden, you stand up, and you're in like a full size bedroom with like furniture, and you're like, "How did I even get here?" Like, <laughs> and you crawl back. It's it's very well uh, thought out and put together. But it, but your tr- props that you have in the back, yeah. the training field itself. Yeah. I mean, you guys for for a, a department for that size. I mean, there's some really cool stuff that that you guys have, which is which is awesome. And I, you know, it looks like you guys. I know, and too, on the social media side on Sergeant Blufffire, Fire. You know, you guys are doing, you know, a lot of training. I mean, there's always you know, it seems like you guys are doing something. You know, so I mean, it's it's cool.
1: Yeah, that uh, you know, you try and try and bring in things that you have to do. Of course, I mean, there's skills that just need to be good at, and you guys do this day in and day out. We don't get as frequent of opportunity as you mm-hmm. do to do that and uh, so you got to get back to the basics but my goal is to bring in the other side also um, you know we just hosted a, a two-day National Fire Academy class and things started to really click to the people that took that and we we had people from Vermilion come down even and um, we've been sending people out to the National Fire Academy for the longest time you know I, I had went out there on the EMI side, mm-hmm. the state had sent me out for a school emergency one and then I went back and I've been out five, six times and I'm like, we got to get more people out there and once you see that and you get engaged with it and you meet these people from all over the country you just have a bigger network and so, you know, we've got about ten people that have now been out the National Fire Academy and we've got more going. In fact we've had uh, three high school students that have gotten to go to the National oh, Fire wow, Academy. That's pretty awesome. And uh, th- That I. I think that's what made my son's mind up amongst other things, but he sat with the chief of safety from the Chicago Fire Department for a mm. week. Yeah, that'll that do was it. his part of yeah, it. That's pretty awesome. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, they gave him grief for the first half an hour for being younger and then like, yeah. no this is really cool, tell us more. Yeah. And uh you know, know the one's in emergency management right now and and uh I get to take my youngest son with me in August. Oh cool. cool. He's he's going out and yeah. spend the week out there taking class and
3: are we gonna see? Is he, are we gonna see him out at WIT eventually too? Because we had Carson, so yep, uh, that's
1: that's the plan. Yeah. Is he's he's a little more interested in the law enforcement side, but he uh, he's planning on getting that fire diploma as well right now. Good, Good for him. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, you bring those in, and uh, it's been nice to interact with yeah. the neighboring departments: the North Sioux, South Sioux, Sioux City, mm-hmm. the 185th to mm-hmm. train and see how everybody works. Yep, because you know I'm I'm not one that's afraid to call for help if we need it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's shift
0: gears that way and talk about operationally how Sergeant Bluff runs. So now you're so you're the chief which I assume you're in charge of a lot of administration but you also you're also in charge of command when 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 you're present for calls as well, which yep. probably a different – we don't see Chief Everett on too many calls. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have our operational Seems agencies. like I have too many times now. <laughs> so, it's
2: usually when Captain Johnson's in the car. Oh, yeah, that well, so a big, yeah. That's usually when Chief Mosey's on to the scene. Yeah. And, you know, you come on thinking Chief never shows up to call. Well, I've seen him on a handful now a where I'm times. like, yeah. we're
0: doing something wrong here. When you,
3: when you Well, yeah, when it's half a city block. Then, <laughs> yeah. huh? Captain yep. Chaos Strikes
1: Again. Yeah,
0: yep. 100%. So I, my question for you is, you, obviously, you can't make every call. You can't be. How do you delegate with your staff to make sure that, you know, there's always that one person on every call that can at least be in, be in command and, and have a sense of control and, and things like that?
1: Yeah, so we have, uh, we, we have an assistant chief and a captain and, and uh, three lieutenants. And so what I've asked of them, and, and they've stepped right up, is when we bring in like this last one decision making for initial company ops oh, yeah. a lot of them took that and they're 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 getting that they're understanding the terminology and then we have to use it on the very small stuff sure otherwise you're never going to use you're it on the big stuff mm-hmm. and you know there's a chance we may not have someone that's got that title so it's going to go to the senior senior trained person on that scene that they're going to have to step up because we don't have that world where we're guaranteeing that mm-hmm. xy and z are going to be there I think we do a pretty good job of communicating who's around and we've got an app that we can use to so people can see who's available and who's not and, and do a good job of talking through it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, you don't get those big, big calls very often and so a lot of it's gonna be the after action and talking mm-hmm. through here's why or putting a scenario up on a screen and saying, okay, if we get this, how would you handle this? don't expect you to get it perfect I don't, I'm not gonna get it perfect yeah and talk through and ask and and when you run into those things I've called chief Everett before and said hey <laughs> what in the world yeah who, sure. who, who can yeah. I talk to who's who's your person for this
3: yeah um, what do you so in and what's like your response I guess personnel wise and stuff so like you know if you guys got an EMS call um, you know, do you, do you limit, do you just say, like, you know, first two guys take the take the ambulance go? Do you take four people on it? Do you, I mean, what's kind of like your, you know, same thing with, with the fire rigs. Does everybody on a fire call, is, is everybody certified to drive? I know there, no. there are some, like, uh, yeah, because there's, I mean, there's some departments up in, in Minneapolis area in the suburbs out there and stuff that the way they operate is, like, you know, these X amount of people, these are the only drivers. So you'll have a, a rig full of personnel, they can't leave because they don't waiting have a driver, a driver waiting for a driver so yeah.
1: no EMS wise uh, we don't have a set on call crew mm-hmm. it's it's what they would consider mass call and every once in a while we do have the ability the city has given us the ability we, we modeled it off of Lamar's where we can have a stipend for someone that wants to work a shift at the station so they can come down and say I'm gonna be here for a day shift or a night shift And they put themselves on the app as, hey, I'm at station one from this time. And and we know they're guaranteed that they'll have Mm -hmm. a they'll have a truck checking duty. They'll have a house duty to get done. Um, They'll have uh, anything that, you know, my assistant chief or I say, oh, we got to get this done and we'll put that on their their task list. Um, So they're guaranteed to go. But otherwise, call comes out, let's just say for a chest pain, people are dialing in and we can see who's coming. We don't want to have twelve people in an ambulance, right? Um, you know, we've got a, a command car that can be like a chase car. Um, they don't need to go with their lights and sirens on. They can mm-hmm. go out to help with the scene. I would say our average average for an ambulance is three to four people, okay. and th- those are not all EMTs. You know, mm-hmm. we've got sure. we can drive. We might have a high school student that's going along to help, yeah, and, and a couple people in the back to take care of the patient. Um, and sometimes it's as little as two people you know you might have just a driver and and you've got your emt or your medic in the back yeah it's i wish i could say it's guaranteed to be this it's not that's not the world i live in
3: for your als if you need an als intercept and stuff because you don't have a medic with you do you guys call eoc or do you would you call sioux city
1: uh eoc is on automatic dispatch with pretty much everybody in the county other than sioux city Mm -hmm. and so you know we get there and assess and we can cancel them um Mutual aid wise, we've called Sioux City. We mm-hmm. had we had uh, three trauma alerts. That was just recently here, very yeah. recently, and yep. and Sioux City sent an ambulance down that took one of them, and and mm-hmm. we had both of our rigs out to take the other two because that's what was needed. Yeah.
3: Well, and that kind of that area down by the by the exit down by 141 and Interstate, that's kind of it's, kinda, it's a, kind of a mess as far as whose is whose is it kind of thing anyway. So sometimes like yeah, you get dispatched, it's actually might have been ours but we didn't don't even know about it and yeah you guys are on it and then all of a sudden you're calling we're like oh wait why weren't we dispatch wallets yeah there's a, a there's a line that gets drawn someplace same thing on 75 going down south and stuff there's that
1: line gets Depends drawn somewhere
2: person's gps phone, yep. phone call pings off of yeah
1: yeah yeah so that's it works it works well you know we we like everybody else have times when you have more people and when you have less people and we've taken some for other departments we had training the other night and we had a neighboring department said hey we know we're not gonna have enough staff and mm-hmm. we were out the door in 20 seconds because we had yeah people there Very yeah nice. well yeah, I,
3: yeah yeah it was like my neighbor's garage fire was the same kind of thing where you guys just had finished just finished training so you had a ton of people there yeah. like already yeah, so that, that was out. that worked out really good that day
1: that night sure yeah uh, so that's that's on the EMS deal the fire side you asked uh, you know our our general parameters are if you're going to drive a truck one you've got to go gone through some training and, mm-hmm. and we'll do the NFPA driving course. We got to make sure you can do that. And then you got to be able to operate that truck. Yeah. Sure. We don't want you to get it there and go, oh, I drove here. That's I don't right. know what to do with it. Yeah. 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 So what's,
3: what's I mean, so then what's first rig out, second rig out? Do you guys go by that? Or is it like, oh, I feel like driving this one today, no, so I'm going to no. take this one. Um, so.
1: You know, it, we, we have, uh, our engine three is our primary engine and that, for most things, is the first rig out mm-hmm. on a fire call or a rescue call even yep. as we do carry rescue equipment on there and then it's, it's dictated by what the scene is you know if we're going out in the rural area
4: yeah. You
1: know, we've got a an engine sitting right behind it that's got a dump on it it's 2,000 gallons of water so those yep. will go out as a tandem and you get 3,000 gallons of water sitting there right away and, mm-hmm. and you know, we've got another 2,000 gallon tender to go out if it's in the city you know our, our lower lower height stuff or lower flow volume we're probably going to take another engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, our tower ladder. We don't have as many people that can operate that. Okay. You know, if we get something a little bigger and we need it, we'll we'll call it out. So, but, but that's
3: not a normal. That's not a like a first. It's not like an engine in the truck, no. kind of thing. No.
1: No. Okay. No, And and we don't have a problem. You know, if we don't have the right personnel for that, mm-hmm. we've had other people down before. Yeah. You know, we've got. Uh, most of the time sioux city it's been an engine we've asked for because we need sure. manpower we need yeah. water flow, and we need lines mm-hmm. uh, absolutely but uh north sioux when they come down a lot you know they run theirs a little differently they had that quint that was yep. kind of a first out yeah and uh now they've got their nice new tower ladder so yep and we try and train with them and, and yeah. they'll yeah. come with people that can operate that and, you know that it, they have their own water source they have their own pump on it which makes it nice yeah yeah absolutely um Tell us a little bit of the ladder truck. You guys, tell us a little bit
3: about the ladder truck, where it came. Because it's kind of a unique truck, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, our uh, our city really liked the ISO rating progress we had made. And uh, it's not that we have these massively tall buildings, but we have well more than yep. the what number. Is,
3: what is Sergeant Bluff's ISO right now? Work two. That's amazing. Yeah, very good for I mean, a you know volunteer department to be a two. Yeah, that's because we weren't. It wasn't that long ago Sioux City. We were a two until our last last time ISO. Well, the last time we kept our one, but the time before that, so, You I were the mean, first we one in the state. Yeah, that you know made it. So, so it. so we haven't had an ISO one for that for very long. So again, yeah. for volunteer departments to be an ISO two, I think most of them are, you know, closer closer to ten than they are <laughs> to two. So yeah, I mean, for that's that's awesome that yeah. you guys are there.
1: And it was based on the fire flow. If you get X number of buildings over a certain fire flow, Mm -hmm. you need a ladder. Yeah. And it was important enough for them. And and so we uh, looked around, and Oak Park, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago is where it came from. And we had to be very careful, when we purchased one because of our garage door height. And it wasn't something we could add height to because of the brick and everything. So we had to get a pretty low profile. Well, the one in Oak Park came out, turned left, and went underneath the L. So oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it had to be a pretty low profile, yeah. and that's, uh, they had traded that in, and we did well yeah. getting it, and they refurbed some of it for us, and it wasn't here too long, and uh, I know later on you were going to ask about calls, and we'll talk about it. It's, it's maiden voyage for us was uh, probably the largest fire I've been on. Yeah. Wow. So. Try it. Yeah, because I remember that's that one down. Um, yeah, we'll lips. talk to you. Yep, Yeah. Yep. But, but yeah, that's it's it's fun because those uh, the people that were on that truck company. They still follow along. They follow us and see the truck's and out. and They'll no comment once in a while. <laughs> and, pretty cool. Yeah. Well,
3: because it's a different look. At, if you guys haven't seen that low-profile aerial, it's a different look because ours are ginormous. Yeah, you know, when you look at the profile of them, um, they sit high. They're big, big trucks. You know, this thing with that low-profile thing, I mean, it's it's squatty, and it's like that tire is almost sitting like right behind the driver in the officer seat. It's I mean, it is just barely off the ground for the cab and everything. It's, it yeah. looks kind of different. And that bucket cool. sits
1: low,
0: and yeah. you've got to be careful driving
3: it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you would. Because like I said, ours are just huge.
0: But yeah, it's, it's kind of it's
3: a school truck, though.
0: So, so what does Sergeant Bluff look like in terms of apparatuses and personnel? So uh, personnel, we'll kind of talk first. Right now we've got 34
1: firefighters, and they can do fire and EMS. Okay. We have our own EMS division. We have some people that just want to do the EMS. Absolutely. <laughs> we love it. because that's yeah. So we have nine people, and then we've got five high school students right now, um, one of which here in August will roll over to the – "Quote unquote regular side okay. graduated oh, but good. not 18 yet, yeah. mm-hmm. very good. Um, and so we'll we'll gain that. And we've got a couple more applicants coming in, so that's what we have for personnel. and That's balanced. I mean, we've not too long ago we had 42 people, but you know we've had some people move, some people retire. Does the city
3: limit how many people you can have?
1: Yeah, it does. Um, it's not a hard fast thing. I think if we said hey we need different, they would. But we mm-hmm. can have uh, 43 on the fire side, 10 on the EMS, and okay. eight on the high school. Okay." And that's that's what's in there right now, and you know we're in that transition phase a little bit, um, that we're run by bylaws and we mm-hmm. have all that. And uh, I talked to North Liberty a lot because we're where were they were a handful of years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, sure. you know they've transitioned through combination, and they're still combination, but they're more run off of policy like you guys are, and, yeah, and so. We'll see where it goes over the next few years. Mm-hmm. So it's sure. it's an interesting growing time.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's kind of um, just what, what
1: happened up north with Lamar's.
2: You know, they exactly. eventually had to transition over into the combination world, and that's just the way I think more of it's going to be going. Just I agree. Call volume wise, grows here, grows yep. everywhere,
4: <laughs> grows and, down. In and sorry, people are busy. I mean, yeah,
2: cause a lot of employers don't like letting their employees leave anymore. Which yeah, yeah. I guess I understand. So, it's like, yeah, yeah there's a baker and the meat man year. running down the yeah. street to the firehouse is not a big thing anymore. <laughs> no. Well, no. and
0: it was
1: easier when there were 150 calls a year versus 600 versus a Is six that yeah, like like what you guys are? We're a little under 600, but, but all, we're, yeah. we're, we're pushing that. Right. You know,
0: jump up about 30, 40 calls a year the last few years. Yeah, twi- twice a day you're asking potentially someone yeah, to drop yeah. what you're doing yeah, and go. Absolutely. So between family, work, I, I bet that gets real old.
3: Well, and just, you know, in the city, the population just keeps growing. It's not slowing down. You know, no. the one, the one. I guess it's it's a catch 22 because the one benefit is a lot of the construction now is, is new construction. So, it is. you know, but um, the downside of that is, is you know, the dangers of new construction homes and everything like that as far as for the fireside. But new construction, younger people and stuff, not necessarily the health problems, but now you got the big, you know, you still got the two kind of nursing f- or rehab facilities, the big new one. You got those apartments. I can't imagine, like, if you guys, if, if it's anything like the apartments that we have with burnt food calls and fire alarms and stuff like that going and, um, but then you also have, you know, behind uh, uh, Mid-States, you know, that's an older community there and stuff. And then you still have the old part of town, too. So, I mean, the, the volume for you guys, it's not going to go down. It's only no. going to go up like, like you know, we are to the point that, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know what the what the future, if you guys are uh, doing projections and stuff and looking at, like, okay, we're, we're here now, and, yeah, we get a stipend that we could staff, you know, if we staff one person here or there or whatever, but. At some point, you know, what's, what's, what's the tipping point? Or what's the bucket where, like, okay, we have to be full-time
1: now. We have to start staffing people yeah. all the time. Fortunately, we've got a, a city council that's really willing to listen, and they've asked the questions even. Mm-hmm. And we've had some good conversations with them, and so we've been able to add some money to that staffing line item in our budget for this year and kind of preparing them for, hey, we might have to do some part-time yeah, um, sure. you know you, you look at uh, I, again I look at North Liberty a lot that's how they started they started with some part time and then they rolled into a little full time then they've added more same with Lamar's they yeah. started with you know a chief and then they added an assistant chief and now they've added multiple people because they've taken over the, the EMS yeah. for quite a few years now mm-hmm. and uh, I, I see it moving in that direction but Yeah. you were also asking about uh, apparatus and fleet and, yes um, we're very fortunate there um, we 've got uh three engines and then a tender and then a tender technically qualifies as an engine because mm-hmm. it 's got a large enough pump mm-hmm. but you know we can roll out the door with with those four with oh what do we got six thousand gallons of water in those four apparatus, yeah, which makes it really nice if we if we need to and mm-hmm. and we 've got our tower ladder and we 've got a heavy rescue we 've got an air and light truck so we can fill our own and and, and that we bought used um but uh you know the county has an air unit i was
3: gonna say does that does your guys' air and light truck, does that go out to
1: the county it, it can yeah. it can um we had a couple fires where it was busy and we couldn't get it and we're like we gotta have something we can't mm-hmm. yep. we can't just sit and go oh let's try and run things somewhere yeah, and drive, find it drive yeah
2: guys back and
1: <laughs> so it's it's out there it's a good resource i know that uh it's on South Sioux's list for resources now because mm-hmm. that's something they don't have. Right? Right. they'll call you guys a lot sure. for suppression, everything, and they're yep. like, "Who? We could call you for this, and that for could be that a role guy. that could be filled." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and well, sure. Mm-hmm. Teamwork makes dream work. Yeah, um, you know the USAR team here in Sioux City's got more resources now, but before that, we were the only game in town for trench. Right. Sure. And yeah, and so we've got a, a truck that's that's got that. And yep. You know, it's gone out, and we've had Sioux City come down, and we've had a couple of saves. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got, we don't have a ton of wildland area, but we've got a brush truck and a couple Polaris Rangers that do a
0: nice job for us there. And then our, yep. our ambulances. So
1: we're we're well equipped.
0: Yeah. And you got your district, but then you're also mutual aid and how County many when it comes and to their wildfires. Yeah.
1: And yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've, I ended up running a fire down in Hornick this last year. <laughs> I believe it. Because there was a bunch of departments out mm-hmm. on yeah. an That's initial fire crazy. Mm-hmm. out in billy goat country yeah. that they were doing and I went down and i it was after school i ran cooler water out some stuff hey need anything and then they got another fire that tripped in that took about a section and so I ended up running that down there
0: with you know you get whiting coming in you get resources oh, you're not yeah. used to working with yeah, yeah. absolutely that, that seems to be common in this area when it gets to the, the spring and fall that oh, if, yeah. if, if one if one department has a fire going you can count on a few yeah, others right. having fires going and we we talk about in our training that when we we don't have much rule in a rural area in our district, but the volunteers they know how to fight they know how to fight grass fires. I tell you what, I
1: listen to Smithland.
0: They do know mm-hmm. how to fight wildland
1: fires. Oh yeah. they, they've had guys that have been deployed on teams mm-hmm. uh, that that's definitely
0: their area they know. Yeah. Be- yeah. Between well, that and then just rural operations with drop tanks and things yeah. like that, it's probably another another area they could
1: it's outperform yeah, it, us it's interesting is we've had sioux city on a, a pretty big house fire with drop tanks and you know you're you're unique with the fittings on your trucks. well that's yeah <laughs> i
3: think i was out there. it was like whispering creek i was floating and came from fives to, and we ended up i think actually we were the first either the first or second engine on scene because i think it was it, it might have been an engine or a tender that rolled first and the drop tip but yeah that was the thing it was like Oh, uh, we needed you know adapters. Oh, we can't find the adapter. We oh, can't we this and the, yeah. And it was like so. We ended up being the, actually the draft engine with trying to figure everything yeah. out. So yeah, it was. Uh, it is interesting because yeah, we are. We do. We have bastard threads and and every all of our hydrants are bastard threads. All the engines are bastard threads. Everybody else is national standard. I can say I've worked on like the two departments in the country. <laughs> yeah, things no, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, yeah. Use bastard, bastard, bastard thread. threads.
1: Yeah, So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's an adapter. We, we've learned it. though because yep. we know if. If we're using all of our stuff and you have an engine come down, we're gonna take the adapters off your truck. Yeah. Because then it's national standard underneath. To cut yeah. The toes. Yeah.
3: To. And that's what I think guys forget about that. You it's can like just weep the, we, yeah, right the, the it elbows. right off Yep. And
1: yep. then we carry adapters for your hydrants if we're up in, in the area and we've got to do yeah. stuff, so we can mm-hmm. we can do yeah, that. Yeah,
3: because while well, it depends on. You know, which part is over by Menards and those addresses over there. So it's actually the city limit is drawn someplace, but the hydrants aren't necessarily, you know, oh, so yeah. I mean, but it it's kind of t- like your guys is yeah. like, yeah, so it's your guys' yeah. call. Even though it's it's yeah it's it gets weird over there you know mm-hmm. yeah those are some
1: unique addresses on yeah. Garrettson and Decatur and LaSalle and Fifth Avenue yep. all back in there well and then
3: in even too like on which side of the bypass because on you know the east side of the bypass it's like well that's lot now you know becomes into play so again you have to draw the line someplace but at the same time you're like you know it makes things interesting and stuff when you get to what I will
2: say is there. I think we we're all fortunate with the departments around here man. It, you get looking out some places, and you're like, "Holy crap!" You know, but the training, the stuff you guys do, we know you don't have, We don't really have to worry about it when we show up. It's just a matter of talking to
0: each other for a little bit, and then, all right, yeah. we can do this, no problem. You know? Yeah, so I, that's, I, I think a volunteer nice volunteer fire departments. So you guys, you uh, Sergeant Bluff and North Sioux, two phenomenal departments I mean, for, for a volunteer. Don't service have to worry in about it, yeah. to the area. So, uh, been chief a long time. Some great advice I got when I was really young was that it doesn't matter if you're volunteer or paid, that the emergencies have, they show no bias to whatever department you're on. So any memorable calls that stick out <laughs> with your with your tenure as Sergeant Bluff? Uh,
1: there, there's, there's a lot. I mean, there's some serious and some kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and some teach you a lot. Uh, you know, it, it goes from... I won't get into it too much to describe it, but you know we were called to a fire alarm one time. It became the funniest call I think I've ever been on because as I get there, I met at the door by two very young individuals. And as you look in, you see the tequila bottle, you see the lime, you see the salt out. And it being um, people were out of town and they had a large party and there was enough uh, recreational smoke <laughs> in the basement that they set off the smoke detectors. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. they yeah. were... I said, what am I going to see if I go down there? We don't know. (laughs) So, I mean, you you get funny ones like that, too. Uh, You know, there's a a lot of the memorable ones. There's some fire, but a lot of them are the rescue ones. You know, Mm -hmm. some car accidents that, you know, I still have the newspaper article on one where it was drunk driving, but it was the worst injuries I'd ever seen in my life. To grain bin rescues where we've, successfully pulled people out and they weren't even in our community we got called to do them in Hornick and in danbury i mean mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a drive that's to danbury a, drive danbury is a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Holy cow. and uh you know the first one i was in the bin the second one i ran it and those people are walking around today and i remember calling our instructors mm-hmm. saying hey you're never gonna guess what happened yeah and they you know you imagine how they feel because they're yeah. the ones that taught, taught us all how did. to do it Absolutely. and then i call back a second time and they're like holy crap so you know those are the days that you you go this is why we do this and and why the training needs to come in and Mm -hmm. you know the last trench rescue we had it involved one of the more unique ones i had ever seen because you had the backhoe teetering over like the outriggers weren't really holding it where it needed to yeah and it was about 10 foot down and his head was showing and he was back because they were digging underneath where the excavation was going and you know that's that's where those relationships come in and you know i made one quick call to stockton towing and they had a, a wrecker and a heavy down there both and we used them both and i looked at it and went you know we not we've got limited personnel here and i called sioux city and mm-hmm. you know they sent two companies down and, and we used everybody working that day yeah, yeah. and yeah. we even had uh We were worried about hypothermia. We called over, not to the fire department at the base even, but to operations, and they brought one of their ground heaters over. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, they had colonels all of a sudden showing up with this, and, you know, the city bringing a a vac over, and you have public safety and other agencies working together, and and that guy's out walking today. Mm -hmm. He's alive. Yeah. Because of the training of a lot of different people. Right. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people working together. So... You, know, you go from those to, uh, you know, I was I was fortunate enough to be on the USAR team here for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those deployments, you're going over Cedar Rapids when they had the flooding, and yep. you talked about four that's where I learned a ton of forcible entry because we yeah. had 5,000 structures we had to search, oh, yeah. yep. and every one of them, you know, the doors were warped and the jams. and mm-hmm couches floated in the house because the water was 10 foot up in them and Mm -hmm. so you're forcing door after door after door and and trying to get these people to back to some semblance of normalcy yeah you know when we had the floods here so i got to be on a different side of it sitting down the emergency operations center and you know that's that's not what people see all the time they don't see Mm -hmm. what goes on in that little room yeah and so it it pays dividends um down the road like when we had Ragberry last summer, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, having to yeah. make an IEP for that, and, yeah, and do that's, that and set it up. Because so
3: when we they were talking twenty five thousand people for for Here when go I came to town,
1: and that's a small, you know, that's
3: a, I mean, I mean, really, you know, I mean, that's it's it, it, way more than the population of the town five itself. Five times the size yeah. of
1: our our town, and yep. and it went well. I'm, happy to say that Sioux City has it this year yeah um yeah and they're expecting twice that number they are
3: for this year yeah. stuff so it's gonna be crazy busy you know and, yeah. you know this town can support a little bit because that was where Sergeant Bluff. It's you know if you think about that Brad, Brad, not just the emergency operations side of it which I mean you have that but it's like where do you put all the people I know I mean, they it yeah. was like every spare chunk of grass and everything else I mean I think they did a good job with with uh Getting up campsites and everything else and stuff. I was waiting for I was waiting for somebody to take uh, like tent spikes and put it into this the turf on the football field oh. and start camping on there. Yeah. I think, I think Coach was left. watching that. Pretty yep cool they're so. camping on that one. But <laughs> um, but yeah, but I mean for you guys, for, I mean that's a logistical thing for because you had how many different campsites all over, and then being able to just get around town to um, because town you know I know there was roads that were closed, there was traffic and stuff. Because even just being living there and just trying to you know if you want to go in anywhere and do stuff you know it's easier just to walk at some point you know and um yeah so i mean that's that that's that was a,
1: part of the fun of you know you ask about training and things and i had just gotten back a month before that from the national fire academy for command and control mm-hmm. and you know my instructor was the chief of the pittsburgh fire department oh yeah, yeah. he had just done the g20 summit not too long before that so mm-hmm. we're planning stuff and i've got his cell phone number i'm like hey he's like oh yeah do this instead of this and call it this and yeah you know, it it made it nice because we had ten different departments come in with mm-hmm. help, and we divided it up, and that Sweet. part went that part went really really well. And you know, it's it's been fun over my career. I've gotten to work with Secret Service a couple of times. Yeah,
4: nice. President's, mm-hmm. coming the presidents
1: coming Presidents yeah. coming in, and um, you know, you get sit and take pictures with Air Force One as it lands. <laughs> so and cool. They invited us out one day to uh, the one eighty fifth Fire Department, where they had the presidential limo they had you know they're unpacking guns you're like oh they're like yeah that's why when we say don't open the doors don't open the doors (laughs) um but we couldn't get in the limo but they'd open it up and i got to bring my kids out and they got to see this oh that's so cool so i mean that's that's pretty memorable Mm -hmm. for that and then you know we we just kind of talked a little bit about uh, the maiden voyage for our tower ladder yep that was that was the biggest probably scariest fire i've ever been on because it was it wasn't our fire Mm mm-hmm it was Salex's fire, Yep. but they had a member that was getting married that day and they had called, and said, Hey, we need you guys to cover. Yep. They, they did a great job setting it up Yeah, and we got out there and they had, a, they had two people there in an engine and the, the, I, I remember I walked up to him and said, Hey, what do you need <laughs> you to be in charge? I don't do this. <laughs> um, that was the direct quote. Yeah. And it was in an area that's not hydranted. Mm-hmm. It's a chemical plant and started doing 360 and all of a sudden power lines came down on things and it had our first explosion and on the way back we had the second big explosion and we hit the deck and it was within two minutes of being there it was just erupted yeah and you know as a hazmat guy phil you'll appreciate you know there were pallets of potassium and pallets of sodium on the other side of the wall
3: perfect nice
1: yeah yeah and for the
3: water baby
1: yeah Yeah. reacts violently (laughs) with water yeah um and so that was the tower ladder got up and it we were flowing about eight nine hundred gallons a minute off of drop tanks and Mm -hmm. then the airport brought a crash truck out and we set up another draft tank operation there and they were flowing one of their crash trucks off of drop tanks and it it got to be a a huge loop Mm -hmm. and the people that drove those apparatus and did it and ran the water supply man they were amazing yeah and you know they had their chemist from their plant that came down Oh boy. Yeah. I grabbed a member from another department that was a chemistry teacher. And I said, yeah. ah, you need to interpret for me. Yeah. And he yeah. did. Yeah. I Speaking mean, English. cause it made sense to yeah. him. And then right. he said, here's what it really okay. means.
3: And now we'll just simplify this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it,
1: it shows the benefit of, of working together. And yeah, you know, you, you hear about people that have those degrees think you've got one that has a chemistry degree. That's on your department right now. Cause he was helping some of my students when they were out and mm-hmm. they're invaluable. Yeah. It's a, that varied background that you bring in
3: well and it's interesting like some people you don't realize have these things and stuff and you're teaching like you're teaching chemistry teaching hazmat and stuff and i'm like wait a minute you have a degree you went to school for chemistry like you have a degree in this stuff like why am i teaching it like you teach this and you know teach us something i don't want to you know yeah yeah
1: yeah you just don't know i mean it's those those skills that somebody brings in from elsewhere we had a earth scraper jackknifed one day and hydraulic tools will not cut that apart Mm -mm. it wouldn't at the time i mean this is a few years ago yeah and luckily one of the people had done metal work and we
0: commandeered a torch set and that's how we had to cut this out wow perfect and and as we're talking about all this stuff for us it's it's our job this is what it's our paycheck it's our benefits it's our health care and it's our responsibility to to provide the, the level of knowledge and training for the people we serve for everyone else this is volunteers this is time away from their families this is time away from their jobs this is they're not being financially compensated to the level they probably should be and I think that's what makes makes everything so special about the fire service especially on the volunteer side is they're doing it because they love it and that's that's why they do it they
1: do and it, it's the people around I mean it when you need something there's a group of people that are generally there to step up and and help you whether it's hey I bought a new house and I'm moving to Oh my roof! I got to tear off my shingles. And I do this. It might have nothing to do with the fire service. Mm-hmm. It might be your kid's grad party that you're setting up for, and all of a sudden, eight other people show up to help you set everything up. It might just be yeah. you're having a crappy day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have that sitting around the kitchen table sometimes that you've probably solved a lot of the world's problems. That's all we do. That's um, all we do here too. <laughs> so it uh, it makes it fun, and it, it you know I had a, a family member that had pretty serious medical problem and we ended up at university of iowa hospitals the training officer from the iowa city fire department showed up here's the key to my house here's where you're staying yeah i I mean that you don't find that in other career fields professions i I don't think maybe maybe some here and there without knowing mm -hmm. them though you know yeah they
2: just hear about oh that's another brother or sister so that you you know
1: that's that's a pretty cool thing and you know, it's, people are phone call away. Your poor dad, he gets he gets a lot of phone calls from me. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what in the heck does this mean? He still answers chief when I call. Uh-huh. Chief. Chief Shipper. Yep. Like, hey, dad. <laughs> you want to
2: help me with something? <laughs> no.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. You find those resources, though, and they're just invaluable.
3: Well, just doing, like, a quick search and stuff for people to, to understand, like, the – when you talk about volunteer versus versus uh, career department stuff, like the the majority, not just any, I mean, in the country, the majority are volunteer. Like sixty on a quick search, like sixty five percent of firefighters in the country are volunteer firefighters. And in the state of Iowa alone, only three point three percent, and that's and that's right, direct from the uh, U.S. Fire Administration, three like just over three percent are career. So that means ninety seven uh percent yeah. of firefighters in iowa are volunteer firefighters so the vast ma- vast majority you know between uh, volunteer or or the or paid on call kind of thing so um so yeah you guys you guys you know that that demographic i mean that compromises uh, yeah the, major- the majority so you know um i mean it's an invaluable resource because Um, municipalities, you know, you can't afford to always have a a full-time department or the city's not big enough and there's a lot of territory that has to get Mm -hmm. covered and a lot of population that needs somebody to come, uh, you know, in the middle of the night or when there's a car accident or you know grandma's having a heart attack or whatever so I mean it's uh, yeah. you know I yeah mean, I, I don't think, think it's, it's
1: the fact that they don't want to have somebody full-time there it's no it, there's just, just not money nope no there's, there's right. no way to make that so financially work I think people don't realize
3: that sometimes they either see the stuff on TV and think everybody does it and it's a job and they're getting paid to do it or or it's the other side so you, you have the conversation with people they don't realize that you get paid to, yeah. to do it at that it, that it is your job but um, but I said, yeah, that's. I mean, and I didn't even know that statistic for Iowa that it's a, that, that the career side is very small.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. We put a time clock in, in Sergeant Bluff years ago, and it's not for getting paid or anything. But and people forget to punch in when they're at the station. Mm-hmm. You don't get a punch in if you're coming to a call. But if you're there, for training, a meeting, you're hanging out. I don't care if you're watching, TV. Insurance wise, it counts as that station is staffed. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't count, you know, 2,080 hours or whatever it is for full-time. That's not what they consider a full-time. It's 24-7, 365 mm-hmm. equals one firefighter in ISO's eyes. Yeah, sure. So, you know, even with what we're doing, we're lucky to get to 1.3, 1.5 maybe, but it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Sure. We're, I don't know what your staffing is every day at minimum, but you're having that many yeah that it makes a huge difference oh, yeah. and your
0: response times are yep impressive yeah <laughs> is there any paper response or pay for trainings with sergeant bluff
1: um we don't pay you to go to it, but we'll pay for the trainings you know okay. we'll send you but it's not hey if you go take this we'll give you 200 bucks for doing it or anything like that so and, what about
3: calls are you guys a h- total 100 percent volunteer or, or is there a paid on call
1: well it's it's kind of in that transition thing there's in the bylaws. There's uh, so much per person per hour for going on the calls right now we just put that into a fund at the station yeah. and whether it buys dinners it buys different mm-hmm. things something mm-hmm. but we're now adding those stipends so if i've got three people today mm-hmm. working nine hour shifts at the end of the month you know i'll submit that to the city yeah and then they'll they'll earn money
0: yeah a couple of themselves bucks. good yeah and there it's you, do. you know oh, those high school kids it's a little gas money
1: well yeah they, and unfortunately the high school kids can't earn it they no, gotta get they, they gotta oh, get okay. to be okay. they gotta yeah. be the full member to earn it gotcha. yeah yeah when, but, but 18 but year olds that the eight, are 18, they
2: can year old and college you know, kids. hopefully that's making some sort of headway back to the you're away from your family you're away from a job possibly yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah i could be working another job right now but i'm choosing to volunteer for my community Oh, well, right write it, it you excited. makes you you know, A little bit. You got to compensate people for yeah. that.
3: Yeah. Or, or well, and it gets some, yeah, like you said, a, a little bit of motivation. Like I, when I worked uh, back home in, in Eveleth, and that was in, before I came down here, so 2000, 2001. Um, I mean, the ambulance, so it was staffed 24 7 on the ambulance side. And you got paid. I think it was like two or three bucks an hour. I mean, sure. it wasn't. It wasn't a whole lot. And the people that put in the majority of the hours was like eighteen. It was, it was eighteen, nineteen, twenty, sure. or oh, like, yeah. and we were just because you would just live there for a week, like solid, because you had, you know, because you're like, well, I'm getting paid, you know, and just. Um, but the big money was always like in the non-emergency transfers because then you oh, get yeah, like baby. it was like if you went to Virginia it was fifteen. Uh, if you had to come in to, to go to Virginia it was like fifteen bucks. One go to Hibbing was like thirty bucks. Um, but then the fireside, though they were a paid on-call fireside, and I can't remember if it was something like seven bucks an hour or something. I think is what they got if there was if there was a fire. You know, it was a
1: little bit sure. different. And that's yeah.
3: you know that sometimes it, it you throw a few bucks at people to help. You know, if it's a motivation to help get get to help get the bodies and help get the well, numbers. Yeah. You know,
1: and these younger ones, it is it's a good part-time gig for them while they're sure. going to school doing something. And yeah. you know, today I'm looking, I've got of the three two EMTs and a medic. Two of them are firefighter two, one's firefighter one. All of their hazmat. I mean, they're squared away. They, yeah. they could roll out the door and they, they, know, they could solve some problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Good deal. Yeah. Um, so, if new members, Sergeant Bluff Fire Service in general. Any advice you give to them? Uh, you know, work hard, be nice to people. That's that's it. You know,
1: you talk about integrity, doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Even you mentioned, you know, emergencies. They don't care who's coming. And you know, people don't have a choice who's coming into their house. And we talk about this a little bit. You want to be that trusted person. And you are held to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we go over that. And the other big thing I can tell anybody, I don't care what career field it's in, is you got to build relationships. Because you can't do everything. You can't know everything. You, you need to be able to reach out to people and say, hey, I need help. What, what can I do here? How can I make this better? And that's that's the biggest thing, you know. It's, it is a lot about who you know and and how successful
0: you can be because they will help make you successful. Surround yourself with those people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you know, especially if you're 18, 19 years old, teaching patience is important to learn that you gotta, you know, you gotta take this career one day at a time. So you're, you can only learn so much. That's so tough fast. for 50
1: year olds to know. Yeah, that. yeah, for sure.
0: And then just to work as a team. You know, nothing gets done on a scene. Someone's got to be on the nozzle, but someone's got to pump someone's got to drive and someone's got to be on the ambulance right so just to work as a team right
1: it it's big to to see that and the more experience you get I think the more you start to understand that and you know it's it's it might be easier for somebody to hear that from Devin than me Mm -hmm. you know he's maybe closer in age to some of them it might be easier for you and you find those those people that can help do that it doesn't have to be somebody with a title correct it's Sure. You have people that are just yeah. willing to help people learn, and that's that's part of the key to this. And you figure out who those people are.
0: Good deal.
3: So we got we got a few more things yeah. I think it was, uh, we can get into. We're gonna I think we should maybe take a quick quick break you know, and stuff s- refill and Mark stuff because um, we yeah, still got we you know you've got you've got reserve deputy experience you've got uh, just substantial history I think in scouting yep. uh, that you did a lot of stuff with and just um, just in general in the community. So maybe take a, a quick break and back. Sounds good. Sounds good. And we're back. All right. We just a uh, quick step away and stuff. We're gonna get back into it with Sergeant Bluff Fire Chief Anthony Gall. So a couple things we're gonna we're gonna teach on. And we're gonna get or we're gonna touch on. And we're gonna get into a little bit more um, stuff as far as uh, like I said, you, your reserve deputy and stuff, and just the, your involvement in the community because I think people uh, recognize you, they know you and stuff just be, because you're you're a guy that's that's around and has been around for um, a while, but. What are some things, if we get back to Sergeant Bluff just a little bit in the in the department, when you took over as chief in in oh nine, you said it was about mm-hmm. oh nine. So what have you done, I guess, to make an impact to for the fire department as as your tenure, the the big changes like you've made, whether it's whether it's policies or tactics or equipment or. Uh, you know, a, a implementing some kind of vision um, or a mission statement kind of thing, and and you know what what are some of the things that you've done down there for for uh, your people?
1: Yeah, I don't know that I can take credit for anything solely, but uh, one of my big focuses was that high school program and getting kids in, making them aware so that they can help the community and helps the department. So that's that's been something. You know, I traveled around and looked. Uh, Denison had a pretty good program. for Yeah, their chief time. up there.
3: I've, I've there's been guys have been commenting about the Denison fire chief and that like kid. He's a pretty squared away dude up there. I guess,
1: yeah. Yeah, and and we'd talk to them. I mean, they had kids that even struggled in high school sometimes, and they'd have older members that would sit and help them with their homework. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was neat to hear the other things. You know, Lamar's has had this for a long time. Lawton has had one, and so you ask questions about that and you know as i've been out at the national fire academy we've talked about it with people out there and um unfortunately they had to cancel their the big high school uh i don't even remember what they called it but it was going to be the week i was out there for nfa last summer so i was going to get a chance to go talk to some of those people from around the country and, mm-hmm. and they it, it got canceled for one reason or another but you link up there that's that's one um you know i think there's and a lot of departments also been the attitude that it's ours and we don't need anybody else to help us. And mm-hmm. I think we've gotten that to go away. There's no way even as big as Sioux city is yeah. and, and the great people you have trained, you can't do it all by yourselves all the time. Right. right. No. Yep. And you know, we used to get, why are you calling them for help? We can do it. No, yep. no, that's not the way this works. You know, we're looking out for our community. We're looking out for our people and, and trying to do the best job that we can. And, those those relationships are are great i think uh, i can still remember the night uh we met with norsu city because you know outside the state that's that was different and yeah. it was the night that uh that burn movie was at the orpheum oh yeah oh, yep sweet. and uh north Sioux had people and we had a few people we went out to eat afterward and we talked about this and mm-hmm. you know it's been eight ten years now of the night of their fire department awards dinner we'll go up and we'll we'll cover calls and run them for them Mm -hmm. they'll come down they run calls in sergeant bluff yeah um we'll do training together we'll we'll mutual aid each other and you know those those things are great i i can remember the one time we had to bring an engine up to station five and we were in quarters at station five because you guys were on pretty major fire with callbacks even
3: yeah i'm trying to remember that was
1: feed energy, uh, feed, energy. Of feed energy yeah and you yeah. know that's mm-hmm. that's not something that no no had ever been heard of no yep. uh, chief Everett's actually who met us just to let it us in yeah, oh. and uh you know we've we've had a couple of responses with sioux city it was on the ems side to start but mm-hmm. then up uh, in the riverside area mm-hmm. with some brush fire stuff and yep. you know that's those are those are great things to see happening um that I don't think would have ever happened in the past right no for yeah, sure no. Yeah.
3: and yeah. that's I think that's just the the change in the culture and, in not just Sioux City but just the fire service in general and then I think this generation of, of just people that are coming up into these positions that, that have a different viewpoint and are going to more training and learning some things and getting outside perspectives from all of this because you know you look back uh, you know 40 50 years ago and stuff and that just that old school, Um, you know that old guard mentality of like you said we do it here and that's it and we're not getting you know and people didn't go to outside trainings and it was just what you got at your department that's it and now you're getting you know all of a sudden people's eyes are open because they're getting all this stuff and I think as as things develop and get bigger and better and stuff it's just going to get to be more and more that way you know you look at what what are things going to be like 10 years from now or 20 years from now and and the people that we're training that are going to come up you know right
1: and I think that's the other big thing that, that we've done a really good job over the last years is bringing those other people in getting that perspective from whether it be regional state or national people coming in mm-hmm. to hear from them mm-hmm. and it, or sending people out like I mentioned earlier sending people out the National Fire Academy you know having Rick Lasky come in for a couple yeah, of days I mean, and pretty cool and hearing from from him and and reviving some historical things that people really didn't know about mm-hmm and you know, I've been able to put that into my teaching even. And you talk about where did our where did the Maltese cross come from? And yeah, there's a lot of firefighters that don't have any idea where it came from mm-hmm. or why it was there. And so it's it's fun to see why we do certain things and mm-hmm. learn about those traditions of your department or the fire service in general.
3: yeah yeah. Or like you know, why is it a domination? Why do we say catching a plug? Why do you say exactly. you know just all those things that that really all of a sudden it's like oh yeah, that's really now cool makes sense. It. Yeah. Um, so you uh, you mentioned a couple of people that that helped you get into the department or on the department and stuff but is there anybody are there some people that through your career there and stuff that that you consider like a mentor that really kind of put you on a path or that you kind of go back to and lean on or talk to and ask questions i mean is there's there's you know are there are individuals that you a- can be like, absolutely you know, this is this is the dude that that helped me out the most kind of thing
1: absolutely there are I, and it you know as you move through your career and people retire and aren't around as much that, that changes. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my time in Vermillion, the, the fire chief up there, Doug Brunick, he was one I would talk to all the time when I would ask questions of, and, you know, and, and Devin may not agree here. Cause you know, your parents are always not very smart, <laughs> but his, his dad and I've had lots of conversations. Yeah. Um, I, I lean on him a lot because mm-hmm. he's had, more experiences than most people have ever had in the fire service with his career and, and where it's taken him around. Yeah. Uh, Brian plots is a fire chief over in North Liberty. I, I will call him and ask questions because he's in a similar sized community, a very growing community. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, Iowa city, I, I would talk to them a lot from chiefs to captains and, and mm-hmm. on down of people that I would get to work with, train with, and understand. So those, those are all people that I kind of have on speed dial. Yeah. And and if you need that, you you ask. And now in teaching, it makes it even easier. There's there's quite a few in Sioux City Fire Rescue. You know, when you need something or hey, can you help with this? Because I know you're you're really good in this area. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you know, Ryan Collins is on speed dial for a lot of things. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and my, my role in Sergeant Bluff's changing a little bit more. I'm doing more with code, more with planning mm-hmm. of developments wanting to come in. And so you get to that, and it's a lot easier to call a Ryan Collins and ask questions than it is to get through the network of the state sometimes, right. especially as they're changing, because now the fire marshal's office isn't going to have the inspections <laughs> yeah, anymore. Not mm. anymore. It's going to inspections and appeals, and, y- you know, it's, it's... Who knows how that's going to look. I- exactly. So. Right. So it's it's a great thing. Um, great thing to do. And, and I've got some resources from the national fire Academy. I've got, usually there's one person from every class that you, yeah, you, you click with pretty well. And, um, you know, they're in different regions of the country from, like I said, the Pittsburgh fire chief who's mm-hmm. an instructor, um, to, I've got a, a guy down in Texas. that's a fire chief that, uh, he makes his way up here once in a while and yeah. fun to call and, and bounce ideas off of them. Mm-hmm. So it's, those, those are kind of the go-tos for me. Yeah.
3: So what, I guess, and then, be, you know, one of the last questions is supposed to wrap up uh, your time with the, on the fire department and everything, but what's, what's the future of, of Sergeant Bluff Fire? I mean, what's, what's Sergeant Bluff Fire look like? How many, I mean, you know, how, how much longer does Anthony Gall stay around Sergeant Bluff Fire? And, and what are we, you know, what's, what's the next 10 or 20 years looking like for,
1: for the department? Uh, you know, as long as I'm enjoying it, and wanting to continue to learn i want to stay around now what role i'm in over the time i you know i don't know mm-hmm. i might be the the guy driving the truck and pumping the water and being pretty happy with that yeah but you know right now i enjoy it i enjoy helping the younger people or the newer people it doesn't have to be younger sure. that are wanting to get into this learn mm-hmm. um so I, I i don't see myself in the near future not doing it i i enjoy it you know right now i'm fortunate that I've got some of my own kids doing it with me, and that makes it even more fun. Yeah, yep. Um, Now, the department itself, you know, we're, I wish I had a crystal ball to see where, but, you know, we're preparing the city that it's going to have to change. There's just too much volume Mm -hmm. to always do business the same way. Yeah. And you look around our state at some different models that people have used and around the area, and you don't know which one's gonna be right. Mm Um, it, someone's going to have to manage it though, and yeah. I think that's probably where it's going to have to start. I mean, we c- we might get through a couple more years and add some part time and and get the city to the point where they're financially ready to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to throw it say, "Oh, we're just going to hire these three people and they're going to do it," and then nobody else shows up. Right? We don't have that luxury. No. Yeah. You're still yeah. going to need, you know, those that support and. Uh, so a combination department, mm-hmm. I think, is in the future for Sergeant Bluff. Yep. you know, and and North Sioux and Lamar's are the two closest here that are showing how that's working. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's going to be a lot of talks with people in those areas to see, hey, what did you like? What yeah, what would you do a little bit? It? Well, there's
3: some like, models absolutely. out there that you can kind of work. You know, you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel if you get no. to that
1: point. Then and and there's some others around that have some paid people, but they don't necessarily do the EMS. Mm. And so that. I don't see that being an option it's no. it's there and so we're going to need to pick a model that that does both yeah yeah
3: okay um so let's shift gears then now um and from the fire stuff because because you know that's that's the majority of i think a lot of what you do but yeah but you also have you do have that uh other side of the yeah. other side of the aisle there that you know the uh reserve deputy badge so so some law enforcement stuff so i guess how does one I guess either become a reserve deputy or what got you interested in that? Like, you know, I know you're, you're a guy that's that's out anyways in the community and you're involved with stuff and you're always, you know, and, and working with different people. So, I, you know, I could see it being a natural thing. We're like, hey, that looks cool. I, I guess I could do that now too, you know. But, I mean, how does, how does that, you know, how did yeah, that, that uh, get that,
1: started? That started because I, I worked about 20 years part-time for the county emergency management office. And the sheriff's office was looking for somebody to do medical on their SWAT team call-outs. Okay. And so that's that's where it started mm-hmm. because I was covered under the county's insurance. It all worked. And so that was the start of it. And they said, hey, would you... Yeah, it sounds kind of interesting. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't ever meant to go a lot further than that. And yeah. then, you know, just like any other entity, there's rules They said, hey, we really need you to get certified because that's okay. Mm-hmm. So went through the classes to get that and... They even sent me through the basic 40-hour SWAT school, which wow. was which pretty was pretty fun. interesting. Pretty yeah. I mean, <laughs> you see how the other half lives, yep. and uh, you really appreciate what they do a lot more Yeah, um, and the things that they have. And it's it's definitely helped on fire responses to understand things, and you get to a crime scene and you are a little more careful not to be the evidence eradication team, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But they, they've got great people there, and... And I've stuck with it, and, you know, sometimes it's community events, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got to, over the years, do a lot of patrol hours and, and see some things, and they've got amazing people that are, are working for those organizations, and it's nice to know the faces ahead of time, just like you guys. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah, more we know people right. when we get to a scene, the more you trust them, mm-hmm. the, the easier it is to work through it. And so when you get these incidents where you have multiple agencies involved, it's, it's a great thing to know.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So, I mean, so you have like full like arresting capabilities. You can
1: yeah, uh, you know? reserve peace officers in the state of Iowa uh, have the ability to do everything that the full time, except for invoke implied consent, okay. which is the OWI. I mean, if you stop somebody, they're going to do it. Now, does that mean we have the knowledge to do all that? No. Yeah. No, those those men and women out there, they uh, yeah. they they are amazing. So it's it's a support role okay for the most part uh being a cover car you know and they allowed me to do quite a bit Mm -hmm. and so it's you you learn about the system and how things work and you know some days it was uh getting to do some warrant work and that was fun some days it's going to medical calls yeah you know and uh, a lot of it was trying to find the things that you could do to keep the full-time people freed up to do what they have to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because there's there's things there you'd be like i don't know how you're gonna figure that out but yeah um you know taking some of the the lower hanging fruit you know the hey i hit a deer i need to get a salvage tag and mm-hmm. i yep i can do that yeah directed patrols in the communities to, to have a presence out talking to people and um, yeah there's there's some great people uh, uh, i will say in the woodbury county sheriff's office that we're willing to teach and train and mm-hmm. so it's 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 been a good experience good deal
3: how um so with that, so, and then uh, let's talk about your scouting and stuff. Cause I think, uh, you know, in, in, uh, you know, living at Sergeant Bluff for a number of years and stuff, like I you said, you're just a guy that's kind of all over, involved with everything. But, um, so did you get e- e- Eagle Scout?
1: I'm not. Uh, no. My dad was, my yeah. dad was in the largest Eagle Scout class in the nation. Wow. Out of Hayward in Iowa Hayward years ago. <laughs> wow. uh, I think there were 12 of them that got their Eagle Scout together on the wow. same that's ceremony. Wow. That is crazy. Um, so, yeah, he had that. And, uh, you know, I was in Cub Scouts, and I started mm-hmm. Boy Scouts a little bit. There wasn't many kids in, and I got out. And you know, I was in college. They said, hey, Scoutmaster to me, would you come and help a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I got some cool opportunities. You know, I got to, as an adult, I got to go to Philmont. And, you know, I, on break, we were talking about hiking. I mean, I was yeah. hiking in New Mexico for a yeah. backpacking trip for 12 days. and yeah. We get out into the Val Vidal National Forest and hiking along bison. and That's so cool. We had bears in camp and rattlesnakes in camp. And, you know, it was it was an experience. And then got out of that, you know, after a while as I was starting to have family. And then mm-hmm. as my kids got in, I was their scout leader and kind of went up through. And, you know, yeah. my oldest son is an Eagle Scout. And he got to do a lot of really cool things in that time, from mm-hmm. what you'd think are the traditional things with camping to, you know, one year we were at a camp and he went for the whole week. Uh, it was down by Omaha. and He was in the union shops all week it was a trades program. So he oh, got to cool. from plumbing to welding to yeah. surveying, mm-hmm. which it was, it was neat to see his eyes open for that. And I said, that's something that's never, never going to be taken away from you. No, you know I mean, that's invaluable. Yeah, and my, my youngest has got a couple things to finish up and, you know, hopefully, hopefully in the next few months he'll have his done. And oh, wow. so it's, it's a neat accomplishment. for mm-hmm. him. So that's it's, awesome. it's, it's been good for me. I've, I've gotten to see a lot of places and meet a lot of people that way too. Yeah. You know your your life's combined sometimes you're at a camp somewhere out in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden they find out your background and you're maybe teaching a little bit or you're taking care of somebody because something happens mm-hmm. you know it happened when we were in the middle of new mexico one of the adults we were out mountain biking truly in the mountains and hit a rock hit his head oh no we weren't sure what we we're gonna do but you know i was glad that you could take care of that
3: yeah yeah. Well and for the boys, you know, for that Eagle Scout is kind of a I mean, that it never looks bad on a resume for no, stuff no. or anything. I mean that's kind of a that's a pretty pretty big honor when
1: they get to that. Yeah. No, it's 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 been good and you know, as you're a parent you want to try and stay involved with what your kids are doing and help out and, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I got a picture of my youngest you were coaching flight
3: football. Yeah, I think it was when we had side when yeah, that yeah. was jeez, I can't even remember. It must have been I think it had to have been Judd on that team. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, really so I was on the young end of it. Yep, and yeah, and Judd was yeah. So I mean that's yeah, a long time ago when he was like, you know, this <laughs> this tall. He's, <laughs> he's not this tall anymore. No. 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 Well, yeah, and then and, and your and your other in Carson we had Carson I had Carson out at WIT and stuff for, yep. for uh for the semester's out there and stuff. So and, and I've helped and kept in contact with him uh through the hiring process and making the list he's you know, text back and forth kinda helped him out and gave him pointers and um, stuff so he's he's super super excited like you know to make oh, the list he, he
1: was like he was you know he was very i excited. remember that phone call as soon as he told me he made the list <laughs> yeah. so he was he was excited yeah yeah
3: so it's and it's gonna be you know it's a, as a parent and stuff that's pretty excited especially for uh, a, a family that's kind of in gray now in the, in the fire service and then that's a Definitely. thing that he's you know that's something he really wants to do so any anything else about you know your family like you'd like to talk about or add you know no
1: uh, the fire service has been good um my brother and sister both yep have done it, you know. Um, so, who
3: who drug who? Because I know Nick's okay. Because yeah. Nick, I got to, yeah, I
1: need some fuel for Nick because yeah, <laughs> he lives down the street. He does, me, you know. So, you know, gotta, a lot of people I, think he's the older brother because, well, he looks, he, he looks, looks so. the part and, yep. you know, he's preparing to star in Grumpy Old Men Part Three. Yes. Oh, okay. You know, he's, <laughs> okay. he's, uh, he's going to have a leading role in that. that makes yeah. Sense. But no, he, uh, he got in a couple years after I did. Yeah. And, you know, he's done it for a long He's not quite to, th- I think he's pushing 30 years. He's, mm-hmm. he's not quite there yet, but, uh, Sister did it for a long time. She still keeps her EMT up, but yeah. she went through and got certified as a firefighter as well. And then uh, my daughter got on when she was sixteen, and um, she liked the medical part way way mm-hmm. more. She's a nurse. She was uh, on the trauma floor down at Nebraska Med, and now she's moved on to be into surgery. Cool. And you know Carson is uh, Carson's still doing it. He's on uh, the state side yep. at the airport as a career firefighter, and. You know, he's gotten to go around the country for that a couple of times and, and see some things and yeah. went down to Alabama for some training and, um, and then my youngest just turned 17. So he's been on uh, just over a year and he loves it. He's thinking, uh, he's thinking more of the law enforcement route, mm-hmm. but he's going to work at getting all the fire certifications as well. He enjoys it. He enjoys going on the calls. He enjoys yeah. helping people. So it's, it's, it's been a great thing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's allowed me to do a lot. You know, it allowed me to change my teaching career being in the fire service Mm -hmm. now that I'm teaching that.
3: Well, and yeah. And who, and when you look at, when you look back at like, you know, when you, when you started and got a, you know, uh, um, got out and then get, you know, got hired on and started Sergeant bluff, you know, 18 and stuff and then spent, you know, and, and where just that has gotten you, you know, I look back even sometimes when I took, I took my EMT, Uh, post-secondary when I was in high school so my high school paid for Mm -hmm. me to take my EMT class and that was like you know if I look at where I'm at now that was the best thing I ever did because getting my EMT there put me on a path to get to where I'm at now you know and you look at yourself the same kind of thing you know you start there and you know here you are with the career academy and helping how many kids and inspiring how many kids to you know basically that's their you know all you know so 20 years down the road they're gonna be like yeah I took you know uh, uh you know anthony galls mr gall's uh career academy i went through that now you know they're an officer on a full-time fire department someplace yeah. and looking back you know that you know it's those those choices we make at one time that f- in this line of work that you know set you on that path that you know to look back it's yeah. kind of a it, it's going to be fun in a
1: few years to see yeah it's uh like i said i've got three three in career fire service and about 16 17 on volunteer departments right mm-hmm. now but then you know some of them have branched off into law enforcement Emergency management, healthcare, it's fewer going full time military um, awesome. and then looking at within the military doing fire or medical or, awesome. or uh, even in one, one thinks they want to be an MP. So, yeah, nice. And it, uh, you know, all this works together the more that they can understand each side of the, the road here. Yeah.
3: You guys got anything else?
2: No, I just you can
1: definitely tell the amount you've put into the
2: community it's coming good. back full circle now with people getting hired, like you said, on different departments and even our department. And you're, now your kids, you're getting to see your kids kind of, it's like, God, I,
0: I thought I was going to steer you away from that. But <laughs> no, <laughs> nope, no it's, it's just like me. know, it's and just yeah, and your passion shows. Yeah. You know, your passion's very definitely. clear and you can tell that, uh, it, it, it comes very natural. And, you know, the, uh, this, this community is very lucky to have you around between the career yeah. Academy, Sergeant bluff. Um, someone's got to do it, right? They do. It's, uh, it, it hopefully it just keeps growing and yeah. and hopefully it, we
1: see that end result
3: and well, speak well and i i think it, didn't you get some kind of award for the career academy too just this year didn't you, wasn't there some i, I kind did of i had some
1: students nominate me and uh it was the regional teacher of the year through powell broadcasting so that was pretty, pretty awesome yeah. that was well, that was a very nice surprise yeah very nice there you
3: yeah. go oh yeah we gotta hit the yeah there we go yeah a round of applause, right? <laughs> <Round> of applause. <laughs> no, Under that's uh, that's a pretty cool, thing, especially yeah. if it was the students that nominated you. Yes, yeah. I know that I know the kids, the ones we had a you know, they had a, a lot of fun at your class and stuff. And I don't think anybody really has a bad thing to say about you for when they, if they have you for for class. So that's that's always a good thing. Right when you're um, pretty positive stuff. So um, yeah. yeah, anything else you want to you know add words of advice, words of like just knowledge bombs, anything that you want to?
1: No, I will just put my little plug in for the Career Academy. I mean, if you have uh, any of you know or students around here? I mean, we're not just taking Sioux City students. We've had South Sioux, we've had Dakota Valley. Um, where do they Where
3: do they go to find that information for, about the career academy and to to sign them up if they want to, if they want to get into they, that?
1: They can call uh, they can call the school district and ask, or you know, if they're specifically interested in the fire stuff. I mean, yep. they can even message us through social med- media, even um, okay. Because uh, we'll,
3: th- we'll put the links in the description for the yeah. thing for anybody that wants to get that. So, so Sioux City Community School District, that's who they need to yeah, contact yeah. them? Yeah, it's
1: all run through the Sioux City Community School District. Okay. Um, so they can get information there. And then, you know, we've got agreements with South Sioux and Dakota Valley, Helan, Siouxland, Christian already set in place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had Westwood and Woodbury Central. And yeah. We've had one from Sergeant Bluff. We're, we're hoping to get another one there. Cool. Um, you know, and, and a lot of it, th- those districts have to agree yep. as well. And yeah. And they have procedures and policies that have to be followed. But. Okay. And then
3: also follow the Career Academy on Facebook because, like I said, they, they post you yeah. guys. Who takes the pictures? Who actually does the posting? Is it uh, it's, it's me. I'm Is a one-man it? show. Okay.
1: Um, but uh, sometimes I'll get students to take a few and, and yeah. send them. But, uh, yep. you know, it's... But it's no, blossom. I mean, you
3: guys once w- during school. I mean, you're every day at least at least something yeah. every day, which is the way to do it yeah, with, with any right. of that social media. But it keeps and it's showing the cool stuff for the kids, you know, and and to really get into it.
1: South Sioux just reached out; they kind of wrote it into their uh, safer grant. Their their oh, goal okay. is to recruit, I want to say, 14 more high school students over the next few years. And wow. so I just got a Man. text from their coordinator, and you know they're they're wanting to get them over to take classes and then get them involved in their department. Mm-hmm. And so. The more we can do, the better. I mean, it's, it's yeah. going to help all of us because yeah. one of these days I'm going to be on the other end of this uh, asking for the help. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for ne- sure. Needing somebody to come and pick me up or yeah, help wouldn't me yeah Wouldn't that have to be a
3: thing? Is like, you know, you get – you t- you, get, you like some kid does it. You do a rig tour during fire prevention week, and then later on they go to the career academy. And then later on, you know, and they get in there on the fire service, and then it's like they're calling, you know, you're calling them for a lift assist. You know, oh, and they, they're going they to pick to help, you up. Yeah. You're like, hey, I, yeah, I remember when I was, like, <laughs> four years old, you came to my school, and then I came to your thing and this, and then now they're picking you up. Yeah. And when that, like, that's the that's the full circle. It there, is. Right? Yeah. When that happens, I already so. have
2: mine planned for when I go. Yeah. How bad it's gonna be. Yeah. You can't say that <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna be wearing a Ben Moorhead shirt. <laughs> an old <laughs> Sioux City Fire Ben Moorhead shirt. Yeah. Like, wow that guy let himself go. <laughs>
3: yeah. Sorry yeah. That. No. Yeah.
2: So Ryan Baker, wow, he looks well, he looks great now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Got more,
3: more
4: hair. More. <laughs> <laughs> it's better
3: li- yeah, and better looking too. Um, so if you guys still got anything else for for Anthony we got we could do a, a quick fill us in fill me in fill me fill us in fill them in fill the world department in. department update uh just some because some big things happened here uh, just last couple months and stuff the biggest thing uh if people and, and you can see it on Facebook and actually the city of uh, Sioux City on their Facebook just put a big uh, uh, read on it and stuff and some rich good pictures. Anderson's retirement yeah the uh, uh, the rich Anderson. Training tower. I don't know if that's what the uh, official name is, but uh, I we were but calling that
0: Captain Bukite, <laughs> <laughs> <or> <laughs> tower. There is, what's there? There's something with the numbers, right? Is it's just employee, employee number, number. It's, it's the address. I can't, okay. I can't. remember. Is, but yeah, but
3: yeah. yeah, Well, and he's. Uh, he said uh, talking about it today. He said he's. There's a few more Easter eggs. Uh, on the tower and stuff to to find you to have to look through when you're paying attention but yes the new training tower uh fabulous facility did Um, you guys watch the press conference on that i did not it was actually very good wasn't
2: Anderson did a good job yeah Yeah. no it's uh um
3: so anybody driving by on 18th street it's hard to miss because it's the giant building behind the big deal behind the training center it's a giant building there um but yeah it is multi-story uh multiple burn rooms uh pick points you know high angle a- uh, anchor points uh, up high multiple windows doorways yeah. roof props different levels of stuff but you know with the live burn side of it what's the huge thing that's going to be for us um is that you know before we had the burn cells it's it's basically it's going the door turn left and the fire's there or going the door turn right and the fire's there and that's it there's one door it. yeah one door in one door out now is it good for my wit kids yes is it good for a brand new firefighter firefighter, that's never been exposed to heat or fire yeah you know you can you can watch the fire develop in the different stages stuff feel a little bit of heat and get something or you know the career or not the career academy the citizens academy when they would do Mm -hmm. you know is it great for that kind of stuff sure you know for us it's like okay you know left, left, uh, yeah but what this does now is that you know when you've got a second story burn room and now depending on you know just like on a real fire we we read the conditions and stuff you do your size up you do your 360 you see where the smoke is where it's coming out yes. what it looks like and now you pick your entry point and your attack point point you're actually dragging hose through a, a floor plan of a house upstairs you know stairwells down hallways and stuff and actually adding a lot more to it so that's going to be really really cool for like, us
2: like captain Anderson said the possibilities are going to be limited only to our imagination yeah, well, we can
3: yeah that, oh, absolutely. absolutely
1: he showed you you can enter the second level and pretend you get a basement fire yeah. now he was yep. pretty excited about that yeah. Fantastic. Yeah.
3: and we're yeah which that has not been a thing before you know really unless the state trailer came yeah. and even that state trailer it's, it's go down rough. around and you're there yeah. You know and for this now to that's actually like have you know and to get come down and actually wind through stuff All and the then room to yeah and room to throw clutter in that you got to cl- climb over and everything so it's going to be real cool and then hopefully i think that the big picture on that is yes. to make it like a regional, regional. uh area so yeah. others outside departments and stuff can come uh and utilize that facility and that's because only going to help
2: it. us you know with our relationships and yep. getting better together and yeah ah, just Gung ho about it. Yeah, I know it's it is. It is a really it's yeah. awesome.
3: So and with that, you know, Kevin uh, uh, Anderson, you know, he, today is his last uh, uh, day on the job, and he's going to be retiring after uh, you know close to uh, close to thirty year career. Yeah, thirty years. Close to thirty year career, I think here. So um, today is his last day. So we're going to be we're going to be uh, yeah, we're going to go and surprise him a little bit. Which since you know we could say we're going to surprise him because it'll get cut in later because we haven't recorded yet. But it's a thing, so we can say he was gonna surprise him, and it's still surprising him. Um, but we're gonna go bump down there here in a little bit. But uh, with that though, his replacement, because uh, we did have two promotions in, uh, was uh, Dave Bukite got promoted to uh, captain, and is gonna take over that uh, training uh, officer position. I think Dave's gonna do a uh, fantastic job. He's uh, Dave's a pretty smart guy. He's pretty, he's motivated. He's got some ideas and uh, you know, younger. And, and I mean, I think he's just, yeah, Dave's going to do a good job. And then, uh, Brian Malcolm got promoted to Lieutenant. That so that's, right. uh, yep. that's exciting. So the promotion, the promotional list, uh, yeah, expired on the lieutenants. They filled it, uh, ran through all of it. Um, Big thing for USAR. Uh, USAR did get deployed. We had a big deployment for those guys. Went over to Davenport to help out uh, the the uh, second half of the um, Iowa or the Iowa Task Force One uh, with the Cedar Rapids team and stuff. So they were Cedar Rapids. They were initially on scene, and then uh, our Sioux City guys went for a few days and deployed over there and helped them out on the uh, the building collapse and stuff. So um, nine members went to that. And then uh, fire. I yeah, I know
0: talking to them. They were yeah. they were like five six days, twelve hour ops. Yeah. or they, they would rotate they were i think they were the day shift but i got friends friend with that work over were. on davenport and the ambulance service over there
3: and they said the guys were awesome and
0: yeah, yeah they were yeah
3: but they were, yeah like 12 hour shifts like just uh, round the clock going through that. And, not, and they were it sounded like i mean when they're picking through it's not like you take big excavating oh, no, excavators uh, and backhoes and stuff it's piece, like man. buckets one like brick a, at a time yeah five. it's yeah. like a plastic oh, pail that i've taken stuff off of just picking it so yeah long days out there and um, but all those guys, yeah, that's we. The comments that came back to the department, everything was real mm-hmm. positive with those. And then uh, we had a bunch. Uh, we had a group of uh, fire and EMS probies both fi- both finished their uh, probation and stuff with yeah. Morin and uh, Chase and Weathers. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, Weathers finished their fire probation. In fact, I got Chase. I've had him first. First, uh, th- well, two uh, so his first shift to someplace else. His last two shifts, uh, floating have been out to, out to eights and arcs, stuff, yeah. so yeah. So yeah, he's boy. you know, you can tell he's he's a good kid, but well, and, it, and I had chase in class, like out at Wick, so, so like, yeah. So time. here I had chase in class, and now I got chase on I just me, you, you guys know. are old, I th- yeah. know that's what I think, and then our EMS probies too, which uh, was with uh, uh, Joe and uh, Jessica yeah. and uh, Luft, um. Yeah. They all finished up their ems probation and and joe's uh actually got his paramedic too he was i had and yeah, i had yeah, joe as uh, uh, when he came when he started time. um when i was still at fours i had joe as uh, uh ems probie and then uh, when he was going through his medic class so it's neat to see him finish that medic class and then continue on and now or you know pass his medic yeah. and do his paramedic orientation to continue on and stuff so um
1: and, and dan uh, had a baby on top of it yeah as he's finishing oh, yeah. so yeah
3: yeah, so that's just true. lots of, yeah. Yeah, and Dan was one of the guys. He was from a, a Sergeant Bluff guy, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, deal. yeah, another, all that. So, lots, lots going on. Awesome. Thanks always busy, always. Yeah. Something.
0: That yeah. so is is that all we got for the day?
3: That's, uh, yeah, I think that's all I got on this. Perfect. Unless,
0: Thanks for know, that together. That's, that's a really good call. There has been a lot of lot of stuff going
3: on so. yeah like i said the training that training tower that you know the new that's that's probably the biggest it's thing gonna sweet, it's gonna be sweet like i said yeah. and it's such a it's a cool thing to see when you're driving by yeah. it just you know it looks
0: awesome but yeah, yeah. all right ryan you want to drop the tones for us Today is Cap Manderson's last day in c Fire Rescue. We wanted to give him a very underwhelming gift of his very own before the Tones draft coffee mug. Cap, thanks for letting us use the training facility to record. Um, congratulations on a great career. Um, you know, been a mentor to a lot of us. And the well, question I could ask you, any any advice to, to people people on the job still any new people coming on? Continue to learn. That's the biggest thing. Keep learning. That's the only way to stay ahead of the game is to keep learning. Thank you. Phenomenal. It, no doubt about you love the department. Much better than you found it. So thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Enjoy your retirement. Thank you. Uh, I think one of the best things, or one of the one of the things I I've, I've, I've took from and will always take from you, is driving
3: for you for years. And I think to me, you were about the, well, the first person I heard coin the phrase, train your replacement. And you ingrained that into my head as your driver and stuff, and continued that, you know, to keep that in as a captain and of stuff, but that train your replacement. You were the first person that I can remember that coined that phrase.
2: Happy to see you go. You definitely did leave this place and the fire service better than you uh, found it. So thank you. I appreciate everything you've you done for me and everyone around here. So thank you.
4: Thank you.